0: and we are live my name's angelo and welcome to we want picks jacob and i are going to break down the entire ufc vegas 78 fight card we're going to give you our picks our predictions our bets and our fantasy plays jacob boy how you doing you're doing well things are good i'm
1: doing good how are you angelo had some uh technical difficulties there that you tried to blame on me but
0: i did it was my headphones all is good last night Meet the teacher night for my oldest. Tonight, meet the teacher for my youngest. So settling in, I'm very excited for these kids to be in school. Let's go ahead and talk about some stuff. But before I do, I wanna give you 50 bucks. I pay out thousands of dollars a month, thousands of dollars a month. I paid out $350 today. All you need to do to get your 50 bucks is go to wewantpicks.com bets. Sign up with any one of our betting partners Make a deposit, and I will send you 50 bucks as a thank you. It's affiliate marketing. They're going to pay me. I'm going to break off a piece of that little baby pie, and I'm going to give it right back to you. We want slash bets. Sign up. Make a deposit. I'll send you 50 shmackaloozes. We're going to talk about UFC Nashville very quickly. Jacob crushed UFC Nashville. I did not. I did not. Jacob did. Here's a snapshot of his tweet. Follow him on Twitter. But here's a snapshot of his tweet of all the hey, best— I'm trying
1: to get that three million hit. impressions so I can start making money off Twitter. That's all i There I'm you missing.
0: go. You do have a very under— I don't like complimenting you. You have a very underrated Twitter. But Jacob did well at UFC Nashville. His lock of the week did miss. I had a real whoa, mixed whoa, bag. Whoa. Uh-uh. Okay, here we go. Cody Dirt Okay, Cody Durden was his lock of the week. All right, can't wait for the people who don't understand sarcasm to attack you in the comment section. Uh, I had a mixed bag. I had two safety parlays because I got greedy. One hit, one did not. Thank you, Ignacio Bajamandez. But here's a little bit of a deeper dive into the safety parlay. There have only ever been 60. That's a lot, actually. There's been 60 safety parlays. The ROI is 30%. You will not find anybody that over a 60 unit sample size or a 60 individual bet sample size has delivered 30% ROI. The safety parlay remains tried and true. 60 units out, 78.69 units back in over 60 safety parlays. The one thing I will say, I don't know if I have ever hit a safety parlay where I added a third leg. There is a third leg on this week's safety parlay. My advice, just hit the base leave the third leg let's not get greedy I got I was hitting a rhythm I was hitting safety parlays left and right I got a little greedy I got obsessed with giving you a plus number so I added a third leg get rid of the third leg just hit the base base I can't get rid
1: of mine it's just there hanging yeah good job you made that connection by the way we need to switch this software I think I'm looking at it on YouTube and this shit's lagging like crazy
0: me and you or just you or just Both. me.
1: Nope, just all, just all nonsense. We apologize for that.
0: We do have to switch the software. I don't have time. Okay. Anyway, the community absolutely crushed. When I did my Quick Picks video, there was $32,000 in winnings. There's or sorry, $22,000 in winnings. There's now $33,000 in winnings because the latest ticket that was sent to me after I filmed Quick Picks is from Justin. Justin hit a $9900 bag. In his bets. Guys, the community continues to absolutely crush the We Want Picks premium member community never ceases to amaze you. Every week, 50 grand, 30 grand, 25 grand, every single week. We're putting up those kind of tickets. The premium member community, absolutely phenomenal. Join them, become a premium member. You'll get that 30% ROI safety parlay. You'll get access to some of the private channels and all sorts of other features like The line movement tracker. This week is very interesting. Six fighters have had quite a bit of movement. One fighter full-on flipped. Only one fighter full-on flipped. And it was very dramatic. It was Juliana Miller went from minus 225 to very solid plus money. We'll break her down in a minute. You're also going to get detailed data, metrics, and analytics. You're also going to get the DraftKings lineup optimizer. This builds lineups for you. You're also going to get more than just me and Mick Handsome over here. You're going to get Artem. You're going to get the pick doctor as the guy who's developing the artificial. Why are you doing that? Don't breathe heavy into the microphone. That's a weird thing to do.
1: I'm bored, man.
0: Yeah, and we're done. You know, people bitch about the intro, and I get it.
1: They love but, my like, quick pick video because it's boom, thirty seconds done.
0: I get it, but like, here's the reality: this is how we
1: keep the. I'm trying on. to go to Brazil, so become a premium member. It's only ten dollars a <clears> month, and it gets me one step closer to Brazil. Angel, can you confirm that? It does,
0: of course, yeah. it does. Fuck, no, some some guy wrote out like a three paragraph oh, God, thing okay. why the intro is too long. I put chapters. You don't want to hear the intro. Just click the freaking next chapter. Well, still people watching longer. live.
1: There's fucking six hundred people. No, no, in no, here no. Right no. This
0: was on my quick picks video. That's not live. It took longer to write that out than it did to just click the next chapter or hit fast forward. Guys, we do appreciate you do because we have well over two thousand premium members. Well over two thousand. Well over. So we appreciate every single one of you. We are heads up against Dana anyway White contender series, but ain't no thing. That's how it's going to be. We should consider. Should we move these to Mondays while Contender Series is on?
1: I like the Tuesday cadence, but. It doesn't matter to me. I've done some fight companions on Tuesdays that were kind of fun, but. We'll talk about it.
0: We'll figure it out. But guys, opening up. The UFC Vegas 78 fight card is Juliana Miller. And she is taking on Luana Santos. Juliana Miller is all guts No glory. She is tough as nails. She's gonna come forward. She's gonna scrap. She's gonna grind. She is not a quitter. She's gonna constantly be trying to do something. Her ultimate goal is sort of swing, get close, take you down, and just wear on you, right? That's how she wants to fight. She wants to end up on top. She wants to grind. The reality is while she's insanely tough, while she has just grit, she has no quit in her, she's intense, she doesn't have this like very clear defined skill set. She's coming off of that loss to Victoria Hardy where she was a minus 450 favorite and she was embarrassed start to finish. And I mentioned the quick picks. She might quite literally be the worst minus 450 in the history of this sport. She's taking on Luana Santos. Luana Santos, UFC newcomer. Luana Santos also is gonna come forward. Luana, so sorry. Also is gonna come forward. She's judo black belt, very high level judica a judo practitioner, and Mm. she's going to come forward, she's going to close her hips in, she's going to get those Mm. throws, she's going to toss you. When you hit the ground, it is judo through and through. She's going to split those legs, Mm. widen out that base, keep you there, elevate the head, Mm. and just hold you there, and just ride it out, and grind it. Okay, the breathing?
1: Were you doing that on purpose? Split the legs, elevate the head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... That's her whole game plan. She will throw hands, not very technical, but she will throw hands when she gets the takedown. She's incredibly patient and getting out of that judo um, when they're on top, it actually has a name and I forget what it is. I used to, one of the wrestling dads, one of the wrestling dads, uh, he was a judo black belt and we would wrestle and every now and then he would end up in that position or sorry, we would grapple and every now and then he would end up in that position and I could not you're just stuck. Like, it is a very hard position to get out of. And Luana mm. will toss you and hold you there. Luana. Luana is now a minus 160 favorite. I bet her, as well as Jacob, at minus 140. I still think minus 160 is incredible value. Juliana Miller is tough as nails. She is gritty as hell. She's not going to quit on you. She will fight for your money. I just don't think you're going to get your money back. One of these women has actual skills to back up the toughness, and the other one's relying on grit. Juliana Miller's in her early 20s. She only has five professional fights. With due time, she'll be doing something. But for now, I got to go with the uh, judo black belt here. Luana is the pick.
1: Go ahead, Jakey Boy.
0: I I usually do that, but I changed the graphic. I heard you take a breath. I was like, all right, he's... he's,
1: I was waiting for it. I I want a full introduction. Let him know who I am. What do you think, Jakey Boy? Let him know who I am. I just said it. I want a full background. Go ahead. Let him know. Introduce him.
0: I'd like to introduce you to uh, Jacob the Freckled Salamander Lines. He is a Astonishing, five foot six, one hundred and fifty-eight right, right, pounds.
1: Enough. Too much yapping. Too much yapping. <laughs> oh, yeah, too much yeah. yapping. Okay. Listen, I'm not going to disparage Juliana too much because I think she's a fantastic person. I, I think that she's absolutely beautiful, and I think that she's a great comment. I mean, I don't know if you heard her on. She was doing. I think the XFC. She's actually a really good, like cage size, cage side interviewer and stuff like that. But as a fighter, she is green. I mean, that's the best way to kind of describe her. But she is very good on the ground. I believe that she's pretty good on the ground. In the grappling, like the pure kind of jujitsu, and that's going to be her path to victory in this fight, and it's going to be up to Luana to stay safe, because I fully believe that Juliana, as you mentioned, she actually has, if you're you're making a fighter, she has some of the intangibles that you can't teach that you love seeing in fighters, she has the no-quit attitude, she has the toughness, the grit, if you don't have those as a fighter, you can't just develop those, so she has a good base there with at least her aggression and her fortitude in fighting, but... She's going to come forward. She's going to try and get takedowns. As you mentioned, Luana with the Judo should be able to throw her. She's going to end up on top. It's up to Luana to stay safe in those positions. And Juliana is pretty good off her back. I know she was kind of getting ragged on a little bit by Hardy in that last fight, but there were some situations where Hardy kind of had to sneak out of a few armbar type weird situations. So Juliana, if she's on her back, will stay active. That does worry me a little bit, so I did hedge my money line bet in a little bit of a way, but I absolutely love Luana in this matchup. As you mentioned, she should be the better striker should be able to defend the takedowns with her judo. Stay safe on top. If she gets on bottom, that's definitely going to be a bad situation because Juliana is aggressive in her grappling. But you know, Luana, how you doing? Yeah, I'll be in Brazil pretty soon. Let me know if you want to meet up, and um, she's going to be my play. And Juliana too. If you, um, you can hit me up too.
0: Okay, great. There you go, ladies. Uh, It's at jt underscore lions. The underscores. Really? Lines,
1: huh? A lot of people think my last name is fake. I think we've talked about that before.
0: Lines, you should. It is stupid because it's you like a, branded cause, it
1: because it's like betting lines, you know, and stuff. There's a lot I of people it. like, yeah, I thought your name was fake, and
0: you should have a, you should have your own like lines with lines, breaking down lines with lines or something. Line, like
1: uh, get it, get it, get them, boy, get her done. Juliana Miller looks like she kind of says, "I don't know fuck about shit."
0: <laughs> she does. It's the the the
1: jowls there, the. The uh, but she seems like a sweet girl. I'm okay. Ain't fan. no guff. I, I'm, I'm serious. When she was doing the, oh, side, I think a, that was the first time I think she had done sideline interviews and stuff. It was really good.
0: No, she's very and like when I was saying she's all guts and doesn't really have the skills yet. That's not an insult. That, that's what happens when you're. That's what I said. Uh, yeah, I yeah, said that's, that's actually a good thing.
1: That's a great base yeah. to have. So many of these yeah. fighters are fucking pussies, and Juliana Miller is not a <laughs> fucking pussy. I'll tell you that. Not even. A she's one bit. of those wild girls that I meet, need in my life. Anyway, no, she's, she's
0: all, that is what we're like. I am confident in the bet on Luana Santos, Luana Santos, because of the skill. There is a difference in skill, but we have seen guts outlast skills before. And that is possible. I don't think that's what's going to happen here. So we are confident $7,900 on Miller, 83 on Luana. I'm going to spend the $8,300 in DraftKings on Luana because There's got to be a couple of takedowns. The fact that Juliana Miller is tough is actually excellent for my DraftKings score because Juliana will get up. She's not going to quit on you. She's going to keep coming forward and I imagine continue to get taken down. Victoria Hardy scored a ton of points fighting Juliana Miller and this could look very, very similar. Do you agree or do you think Juliana is going to throw up that Hail Mary submission and get it done?
1: Nah, I, I, I think there's definitely a chance. I know a lot of people are like, oh, she's terrible, and just completely counting her out. I, I would no. not count out her jujitsu too much, but it's definitely going to be a little bit of a Hail Mary situation.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, I mentioned But it's women's MMA, a,
1: and this uh, UFC debut. I mean, weirder things have happened than Julianne Miller finding a sub, you know?
0: No, 100%, especially given how ridiculously tough she is. So, James Yeah, she was basically I mean,
1: embarrassed her last fight. A lot of people bounce back from that.
0: 100%, and that was a skill gap. She didn't quit at any point. I mean, she was beat bell to bell, and no point did she quit. So, again, I am still confident in that bet because I believe the skill gap remains. It's only been six months, and Victoria Hardy beat her by taking her down. Luana Santos is going to beat her by taking her down. I think it's just that cut and dry. Um,
1: I don't think that Luana's going to be shooting takedowns.
0: No, she's going to be hip-tossing, tripping,
1: throwing, judo. We well, said taking her down. I Those I are takedowns. Yeah, but she's not gonna be actively trying to take her down. It's gonna be
0: when I come up to you and I grab your head and I hip toss you to the ground. Did I try to take you down or no?
1: But I'm initiating. She's not gonna be shooting. She's not gonna be pushing forward, looking for takedowns. Juliana, if she comes up to her, she'll throw her down like judo. But oh,
0: I think Luana is literally going to be looking for the judo throws. Oh no, she's gonna forward. be just striking.
1: She's a striker. Nah, she's a good she striker. She can outstrike if, her.
0: If there's any clinch whatsoever, whoop, gone. Anyway. We are on the same side of this. And if you want to see what bets we've got going on besides the one I just mentioned, Jacob's got some other ones going on for this fight. We want picks.com. Click become a member. It is only $10 a month. And Pepe Silva just sent two months worth of premium membership. $20 super chat from Pepe. Jacob's a peacock. You got to let him fly on this one. Andrew. I don't think that's a peacock noise. That's like an injured wolf.
1: You know, peacocks at, uh, my sister took riding lessons when we were a kid. So I would always have to go to the barn and just like hang out. And there was a peacock there where that Lily would just fucking chase you. Peacocks are mean, man.
0: They're like the full mean. thing it out. Just like, them-
1: it's like, like the fucking Jurassic Park thing. Like, <laughs> fucking <laughs> just like chasing him. It's terrifying. <laughs> Those and the geese, the geese would chase you too. It is wild. They let you,
0: uh, or they just let them roam free at like the zoo and shit. Like, here you go. With children and popcorn everywhere. Because they'll come running up to you looking for some popcorn. Cool. And we feed them and we laugh and we laugh. Next up, at UFC Vegas, 78, we have... This fight was added last night. I was in bed. I go to bed early. I was in bed. I get a text message from Jacob. And now we're going to break down this FaceTime. fight. We well, haven't... it was FaceTime. That was the shower, and then I hung up, and then I went to bed.
1: Oh. We got Damon
0: Blackshear taking on Jose Johnson... Damon Blackshear, 13-5 overall. 3-1-1 in his last five. He's coming off his first official UFC win. He's taking on Jose Johnson. This gentleman is 15-7 overall. He's 4-1 in his last five. He's making his official UFC after two different canceled attempts. He was scheduled to fight in the UFC officially two different times. Both of those were canceled. Third time should be a charm. He is stepping up on very, very short notice. Damon Blackshear. Is impressive. I was very high on him in his last fight. He got that done. Same. And um, what was that? I said same. Okay. Well, Damon Blackshear is an athletic striker. He's in, got impressive speed. Got impressive power. He can grapple as well. He's got takedowns in every single one of his UFC fights. Every single one. He's got solid volume in his strikes. Technical boxing, clean takedowns. He's one, one, and one in the UFC. He has a win, a loss, and a draw. The draw was interesting because 10-8 round in that mix, good for him. And the loss was interesting as well because he fought Farid Bajrat, Javid's brother. And he looked incredible in that fight. And I said, this guy looked incredible in that fight. He listened to his corner. They're like, you're down. You got to go do this. And he went out and he tried to get it done. And I said, that's the type of guy I can spend my money on. I spent my money on him in the last fight. He ended up getting it done by finish over Luana Lacerda. Or yeah, He's taking on Jose Johnson. I like Jose Johnson. He is stepping up on short notice. He's making his official UFC debut. Two previous bookings I mentioned were canceled. Style-wise, he's a long guy. He's a Muay Thai striker. He does use that length pretty well. He likes to come forward. He wants to control the center. He's got speed. He's got length. Versatile striking. He uses teep kicks, clinch work, traditional boxing to sort of touch people up. He does not have very good takedown defense, but he does have some trips and stuff for takedown offense and some solid, just straight up pure BJJ. I think this line is appropriate. I have already bet this line. Uh, I Probably think gonna this go line, up. I, I did think this was gonna get minus 400, minus 500. Came down just a smidge at minus 330. I think it'll go back up because Daman Blackshear has the striking. He was the one already on this card and he has wrestling. as has a takedown in every single one of his UFC fights. Jose Johnson's takedown defense sort of lacks, and he could use a little bit more. This is a hundred percent Black Blackshear. I can't believe the line moved down at all. I, I'm, I, I don't know why, but what do you think, Jakey boy?
1: Yeah, short notice is definitely probably the biggest concern for Jose, especially the way that he likes to fight. I mean, he likes to be aggressive. He likes to be in your face. Maybe get an offensive takedown or two, and off his back if he does get taken down by Demond. He is very, very active, and in this fight, that's probably is what is going to wear him out. But it's also going to make him very dangerous early. He knows it's short notice. He knows he needs to get in Demond's face because Demond is a very, very good high level fighter, as you mentioned, very good everywhere. But he kind of likes to just kind of take his time, right? I mean, he wants the pace to be at his own pace and. When when he is standing in front of somebody, he can get hit. I mean, he's not, like, in there bouncing. He's kind of that Muay Thai, stand up and down, looking for takedowns. But in the striking, he wants to kind of take his time. I believe Jose's going to be in his face. There could be a situation early in this fight where if you have Damon in a parlay with Angelo, made his biggest bet of his life on Shear. Blackshear, there is, I feel like there's going to be a moment inside of the first two or three minutes where you're going to be like, ah, oh, like, ah. Like that, that moment when Tony... And Bobby, and Bobby, and you were like, oh, shit. <laughs> he you he literally were Bobby like, I've never ground. heard a gasp that loud in my life. Bobby fell down, and Angela goes, oh! <laughs> but there <laughs> might be something stressed. like that, because Jose is very aggressive. And even off his back, he's very aggressive with sweeps and all that stuff. But, long story short, Damon should have the skills to withstand that early and control the fight late and maybe get a finish second, third round, something like that. So, I do like Damon here, but... I don't know if I'm. I think it feels like you're like ten out of ten confidence, and I'm probably yes. seven out of ten. I would say. Turn your, is your still. ring light
0: on? You're dark. Is your ring light on? Thank you. You're so welcome. Oh wait. It was on. Ooh, oh. Okay. Tell us another joke. <sighs> that was that's what I have so far. Like the hideous, oh, hideous, oh. Uh, No DraftKings pricing just yet because this fight was just announced last night. I imagine Blackshear is gonna be in the nines and then we'll have Jose in the sixes. We'll see what that looks like. Um, Damon's an interesting guy because he can win by finish. He can go full three rounds and Jose's not soft, but this is short notice. I think Jose's gonna have trouble making weight. I would not be surprised if this fight falls through entirely or he looks like Skeletor on the scales and then the line is really gonna take off. So, I'm all about the mom Blackshear here. Very happy with my... Uh, I did I threw two units on it at minus 350. He so wants to make fun. Somebody Woo! was like... That's your biggest bet in a long time. A unit for me is $100. And somebody the other day was like complaining, like, oh, you don't put enough units. You would have been up money if you put down more units. I'm betting three $400 every single Woo! weekend. And I get it. Jacob bets Woo! like... $1,200, Twelve
1: $1, hundred, fifteen hundred a weekend Between before 1, the live Two thousand, on the Amanda Heba's card, I had forty-two hundred dollars. Yeah, you, know. Know, you lost like thirty-eight <laughs> of
0: it. You lost like thirty-eight of it.
1: No, not quite that much, but uh, uh, early stoppage for sure. Well, I mean, the reality is that's why we talk in units. You talk in units
0: so that you can be comfortable with what you're doing. Jacob's units are very different though, because Jacob will do it's a lot of bets right? It's one unit on this, half unit on this, 1.2 units on this over a lot of bets. I have very few bets and smaller unit sizes, but if you see somebody, somebody was like, I want to see you putting six units on a parlay. If you're putting six units on one single bet, your units aren't big enough. It's easy to throw $60 at a bet when a unit's $10, but when a unit's $100, I'm not throwing $600 at one specific bet. Jacob has gotten wild <laughs> on the Leon Edwards. Jacob got wild on the lady parlay yeah, I, there.
1: but you know, too, I, I think that you're not a real gambler unless you're putting $2,000 on a, a, on a two-fight women's gambler. MMA parlay.
0: I'm not a gambler. I am not willing to lose <laughs> thousands of dollars in a weekend. I'm just not. So you get... The best of both worlds, I guess. If you're a little more conservative, take a look at what I got going on. You want to shoot your shot, buckshot your, uh, actually that's not buckshot, but bird shot your way to some units.
1: Then... I got slugs, baby.
0: No, then you would just have one bet. Bow! I don't a think no slugs.
1: I do, man. We ain't we, you went shotgun shooting.
0: Not with slugs, you moron.
1: Bow! 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 Bow!
0: <laughs> shotgun shooting, you called it. Me and what? you went shotgun shooting.
1: And I did better than you.
0: No, you didn't. I don't think you hit a single clay.
1: Uh, I hit three, and I hit one <laughs> with my wad. Oh, out of a hundred. It's
0: out of a hundred. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, they throw a hundred clays, and you hit three. Congratulations. Um, if you guys want to check out all of our bets, both the safe, more mature. I have a wife and children and a mortgage bet versus the Penthouse van life. apartment. Versus the van
1: life best house apartment.
0: Feel free I to I got a work fucking
1: hammock on my balcony. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Only rich people have hammocks. You goddamn right. We okay. Click like I see today when you're in a good mood. Now I wish the train would go by. If the train went by right now, that would have been unbelievable. Or a car alarm or something? Yeah, Carl, sirens, any of it. The fire alarm goes, imagine the fire alarm. Wewantpicks.com, click, become a member, unlock all of it. And frankly, it's just a way to show us support, even if you're not really going to gamble or bet, or even if you are going to bet and you're going to gamble, you're going to do all those things, but you have your own picks, your own insight. Just use our tools. Use the DraftKings optimizer. Use the line movement tracker. Use the detailed data metrics and analytics to sort of help further your research. We on picks.com, click become a member. It's freaking $10 a month and we don't have a week off until like October or some shit. So you're getting four Please of help it. me. God, fuck. My daughters, you know how much school supplies were for those two little rats? It's uh, not nothing. It's actually 60 bucks. We bought them ahead of time. Like the school lets you buy them. Sixty bucks.
1: What do you mean the for school like, lets you buy them? The school supplies the supplies.
0: You pay for it, so you could either they give you a list, go buy all these things, and show up with it, or you can buy it prepackaged from the
1: school. It's sixty bucks with a bucks. fucking two hundred percent markup. It's gotta be, dude. It's like crayon's
0: markers. She's in first grade. It's like oh, crayon's Jesus. markers. You can't go to the a, a store and get
1: school supplies. That's part of it. I mean, that's so much fun no, as a kid we picking. Did that. Out, I remember so picking out the the folders and the binders yeah, and the, this. It's a lot of I fun. Agree.
0: We we did that last year for kindergarten, right? Because it's very exciting. Like it's kid first real school, big girl school. She picked out, oh, I want these pencils and the glitter and this, and we got all the good stuff and when they get to kindergarten, it's communal. They just dump it all in a pile. and everything. Oh, my everything. God.
1: Fuck that. I'd be like, I agree. fuck off my... I, I used to That's have... the good the be- stuff. The best part in the 90s, and you probably remember this, is the trapper NFL tour. pencils. No, all the different NFL pencils. I fucking loved all those. That was my shit. Collect all that I remember shit.
0: being obsessed with trapper keepers and starter jackets.
1: I bet you were.
0: You said that like... That wasn't a normal thing to care about.
1: Trapper keepers and starter jackets. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Trapper Keepers after. and Jackets It was more I was more into fashion in the nineties. Uh,
0: that's how it came out. Super fashion. You had a Furby and I was well. No, I had
1: a Tamagotchi and I kept that thing alive for 15 years.
0: I, I I got my daughter or somebody got my daughter a Tamagotchi like eight months ago. What a that those things are a mess. Crying, you have to do I think change I, I, I told
1: yeah, no, I I think I told you about the <laughs> Furby story. My next door neighbors was an old couple, super nice. The guy always had a brand new Corvette like every year. I think he leased. Did he them, have kids? No, that's the thing. So that's a pedophile. No, yeah. it, there's two there's two things, but it was like it was an older couple. There's two things. One, the first time I ever watched Titanic was in their basement. There was like seven or eight of our of kids watching <laughs> Titanic in their basement. Swear to God. There's and, no
0: world where I would let my kids go into a uh, adult man's basement who also does not have children. There's, there's no world. It where was that probably
1: happens. I bet we were all ages like 6 to 12
0: and Never he was probably
1: have. in his 50s or 60s. <laughs> And and they were coming down and check on us because then they had to switch out the VHS, right? Because the VHS on Titanic was two different VHSs. Yeah, but the two, other yeah. time I was in his basement was because they got a Furby. They're like, you want to come over and see the Furby? So we <laughs> dude, went over. Dude. Me and my sister went to the basement and they showed us their Furbies. Dude, oh, you're going to
0: tell one man. of these stories one day and it's going to unlock some buried memories and we're going to watch you melt down on camera. That's okay. That might have been the panic attack.
1: What panic attack are you talking about? Okay, sure. Y'all know the contender series on, right? Yeah. It is. That's why instead of I heard a shit, too. This is much better than that, Brody.
0: That's instead of 350 live viewers, we have 120 because of freaking contender series. We'll talk about it. Maybe we move these to Mondays. Next up at UFC Vegas 78, we have Jacqueline Amorim, and she is taking on Montserrat Ruiz. Jacqueline Amorim. Six and Mm. one overall, three and two in her last five. She She is coming off the knockout loss to Amanda Lamote. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jacqueline Amorim, six and one overall, four and one in her last five. She's coming off the decision loss to Sam Hughes in her UFC debut. She's taking on Montserrat Ruiz. She's 10 and two overall, three and two in her last five. And she's coming off that knockout loss to Amanda Lamote two years ago. She just ran across, got blasted in the face. Here's the deal with Montserrat Ruiz. She is a national champion wrestler. She's a very good wrestler. She's gritty. She's tough. She comes forward. She'll throw hands. Not not really just there to set up the wrestling. And then she's going to look to get you to the ground. And she's incredibly, incredibly tough. My issue with her wrestling is it's all side headlocks. It's all side headlocks. If you go back and you watch her UFC win, it is just whoop, side headlock. Whoop, side headlock. Cheyenne. Whoop, side headlock. How you doing, Cheyenne? It is versus Cheyenne, and it's just over and over and over. And I get it. It was working for her, and she kept going to it. And a side headlock is a a real takedown, obviously. But a side headlock is not a go-to. It's not your first move. It's your second. It's your third. It's your, I'm down by three points, and I need a pin. It's that move. And she just went to it over and over and over, and it felt like she didn't have another takedown. We know she does. She's the national champion wrestler, but it felt like she didn't have another takedown. And that does worry me a little bit because she's taking on Jacqueline Amorim. Jacqueline Amorim is a talented prospect. She's a slick grappler. She has her own offensive wrestling. Instead of side headlock, she will just blast double her way to the ground. And then she's got a whole myriad of submissions. She has power in her hands and is a genuine threat everywhere. She's going to come forward like a buzzsaw, cut through everything in front of her. Her striking is a bit wide. It is raw, but the power is insane. Mm. You don't see a lot of people at this weight class that can one punch knockout people, and she can. She is coming off that loss to Sam Hughes, and people like to trash Sam Hughes, and I don't know why because she's like tough and gritty, and she has no quit. She's her just
1: fucking Homer Simpson, is what she is. Fine, but tough. She's and the opposite of of Kyler Phillips. Kyler's never lost a first round. I don't know if Sam Hughes ever won a first round, <laughs> but she always wins. She's tough as shit.
0: Well, and, and she beat Jacqueline Amorim, but if you watch that fight, it was very clear that Jacqueline is good. She has great BJJ, really nice takedowns, but zero cardio whatsoever. I mean, she has less cardio than I do. It's shocking. And for that reason, I think Montserrat Ruiz wins. If Jacqueline Amorim oh! had, had two rounds of cardio, if she had a round and a half of cardio, like, all right, Maybe she will shoot a blast double. Maybe she'll get something done. But she has no cardio. Montserrat is tough. Amanda Lamoche blasted her. Amanda Lamoche. we now know how good she is. So I, I'm i not worried about the fact that Amanda Lamoche knocked her out two years ago. Montserrat is training with that whole Mexican crew of really tough females that are doing really well there right you now. Go. I think she's going to get it done. I think she, uh, she's going to come forward, and I think she's going to— I get a couple of side headlocks, or at least weather the early storm. What do you think, Jakey Boombots?
1: Yeah, I don't actually hate that play. I was actually pretty high on Ruiz going in that Cheyenne fight for that very reason. I knew that she was. I mean, she's almost like the like Juliana Miller in this matchup, as far as like. When it comes down to mental fortitude and somebody that's not going to quit and somebody's going to keep pushing forward, I know that Ruiz is going to be that person. And we saw O'Morm against Sam Hughes basically just kind of give up and quit. She didn't like fully quit, but she was doing everything she could to try and get that fight to the ground. Even when she got that fight to the ground, like pulling guard, not like with takedowns, pulling guard in the second and third rounds, she still was just kind of stalling after that first round. So I see the red flags. I understand why you are chasing that with Ruiz, but. Again, the first round of that fight, you saw how high level Amoram is and how Sam Hughes did not tap a few times in that first round is beyond me. I mean, the toughness that she showed was incredible. I mean, that all the way, I mean, it wasn't on the chin, all the way under. And she just kind of worked through, found the hands, didn't panic. And Ruiz, I mean, Amoram, yes, she is a good striker, she can strike, but she wants to be on the ground. And, and Ruiz is going to welcome that. I mean, she will engage on the ground. She will try to win scrambles. She will try to wrestle. So I think that this is a great matchup for Amor. But this isn't like, I mean, these are, flip back to the ads real quick. That's why. I'm not playing Amoram. There's too many red flags for Amorim in parlays, in money line. If you're going to play her, you might as well get specific, right? You might as well get something early, chase that plus money, because there are situations where she is going to gas, she's going to get tired, and she can't get out-wrestled by Ruiz, because Ruiz knows what she's doing on the ground as well. But I think Amorim's just way too dangerous early, and Ruiz is going to find herself in trouble early, and Amoram's going to be able to find that finish. But if not, I'm... kind of with you on that one so i'm a more but you know minus i would put her like i mean the way that she was acting in the second and third rounds yeah i mean i don't even know minus 140 something like that yeah so
0: if the cardio is my biggest she's she's jacqueline morm's gonna be the better fighter in this
1: and she's fucking beautiful jacqueline you're (laughs) unreal love it why are you doing this
0: why? Wow. Let me. Ruiz is you.
1: kind of my girl, too. This is kind of the same situation as the last fight, too. We got the beautiful Brazilian, and then we got, I mean, Ruiz is beautiful as well, but she's got like the nasty. I like the nasty. <laughs> you know what I mean? I bet you do. I bet you do. What's her nickname? Canejo? Um, Canejo? Uh, it's, it's like Mad, it's, show mad up. it's Mad Bunny or Mad Rabbit. Not Bad Bunny, but it's like Mad Rabbit, I think. <laughs>
0: um, and if you have um, uh, in DraftKings and stuff, they're going to get her last name wrong as they always do. Um, DraftKings, I'm assuming you're not spending the
1: $9,100. I think I might. I don't know. Yeah, it's Conejo. I thought it was something Conejo because I think Conejo means rabbit, right? I don't... The
0: fuck do I know rabbit in Spanish? Why would I know rabbit in Spanish? Anyway, I'm not spending $9,100, obviously, but it is the type of thing where Jacqueline could get herself a takedown and a dropper, takedown, jump on her, submit her. I mean, Jacqueline is going to be dangerous and scary as hell for 4 minutes and then that's sort of it but I probably shoot my shot at the $7100 because if Montserrat does anything like what she did to um Cheyenne then she's going to score a ton a ton
1: Yeah, but you I mean you nailed that. The headlock takedown, that's the, the easiest way to get your back taken. The only person I've seen yeah. use that effectively is Ruiz in that fight. And then Hibas uses it really, really well because she's good enough on the ground that she knows people can take your back from that situation. So she's able to kind of control those positions. But um, I think Amorim's good enough to take her back if she tries that.
0: Well, and that's why I got uh, I got into like a little bit of a debate with a guy. There was a guy in the Discord. First of all, join our Discord. It's 100% free. If you're a premium member, then you have access to private channels with bets and stuff. But anybody can join the Discord. And somebody was like, I'm a wrestling coach. How could you say the side headlock's not effective? It's like, all right. I also have coached wrestling for 20 years or something like that. And it's an effective takedown. Of course, that's why it exists. And that's why at every level, everybody knows how to do it. I just do the Russian
1: snap. That's how I do it all the time, every time.
0: What? It's just a very high-risk move. Because to Jacob's point, your arm slips, the head pops out. Now your back is taken. Either standing, you're gonna get picked up. You're gonna get dragged to the ground. If you do get the side headlock takedown, the head pops out. Boom, they have your back on the ground. Like it's a high risk move. It should never be your go-to move. And the anecdote I said in quick Bix and even in other times, I coach youth wrestling for a long time, oh, wow. and we would every kid would know the side headlock because you have to know how to defend it. We'd make They'd them run. Their, they would have it in their back pocket. No, we made them do 100 push-ups. If you threw a side headlock There's without us you— There's no kid doing 100 push-ups. You, without without us How old are you, these kids? Uh, we coached the advanced team, so it was anywhere from elementary to middle.
1: Those kids aren't doing 100 push-ups. With different
0: ages. It was by skill level, not, not age. In
1: all practice, it would take them to do the 100 push-ups.
0: Yeah. They wouldn't do 100 immediately. it would be like, do 30. Now 30. Now 30. But the point being, because— you get, and this is more for kids than adults, but you get used to using that move and it'll work at a certain level. And then you just keep doing it cause it's easy. You keep doing it, keep doing it. And you just stick with it. And then it stops working later. And then you have nothing else. And that's your go-to. And everybody knows it's your go-to It's the easiest thing to, to not get thrown with a side headlock is so much easier. Dude, yeah, Amanda Hivas it.
1: literally does it every single fight, and it's kind of crazy. She's so strong with it. She did it Macy too. I literally said it going into that fight, not to derail it too much, but I was like, she is going to absolutely head head and arm toss Macy. She did that twice. Just couldn't yeah. keep the control, but that's the only person I've seen. Oh, and uh, oh, no, Alexia Lenin doesn't actually get people to the ground like that, but he's got a nasty scarf choke in that position.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Uh, it's usable, but not against it. somebody... Yeah.
1: As high level on the gray, you don't want to be in those positions against a girl like a moron
0: because, best case scenario, she gets the side headlock and then she's here and then just praying to God the head doesn't pop out and then, and then, and a, then she has to throw her hips over, <clears throat> then she has to throw her hips over to cover. And if Jacqueline's scrambling at all, it's right, you a gotta, lot. anyway, yeah,
1: you got to get those hips over. We got oh, baby, a when you talk like that.
0: 499 super chat You'll from DTX179. He says, Hey guys. Just want to say thanks for the content. I listen to you guys on Spotify usually on my commute to and from Saginaw, Texas, from Granbury. Isn't Granberry close to us?
1: I don't know where anything's at. Angela, I don't, I don't know. go anywhere. I think Granbury's close. Why would I ever want to leave my penthouse apartment to go anywhere?
0: I don't know. Last time you went outside, you got skin cancer. So I. Oh,
1: cancer the jokes. Real classy. The, va-
0: the vampire
1: life is Real definitely classy. You well. Class, class, class. Thank you so much. Saginaw's north of Fort Worth.
0: Oh, so it is kind of close. I knew Granberry Well, let's see where
1: Granberry is.
0: I've heard people say Granberry here.
1: Oh. That's halfway to Waco. So, an hour? Wait, where's Waco at? I don't even know. Oh, there's... Three hours.
0: Waco's three hours south.
1: It's southwest of Fort Worth. So, he goes from southwest Fort Worth to north Fort Worth, or vice versa.
0: Well... Thank you so much for the four ninety nine super chat. Very genuinely appreciated.
1: Angelo is a Luke Thomas wannabe.
0: Yeah, I don't get this. Who's House Luke Thomas? O? He's uh, like trying to Luke? be a journalist or an analyst. Thomas, editor. good looking dude with the beard and glasses.
1: Oh, I can see. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Marine Corps too. Tell him how much I met, you served.
0: I met Luke Thomas. I um, I met Luke Thomas. So I managed Nick Newell forever, as you guys know, or the OGs know. And Nick Newell was on that MMA Tonight show, or I forget what it was called. It was with Craig Carton from The Fan. There's documentary about him on HBO. And Luke Thomas and Nate. Um, Nate. Oh, shit. OG, Ultimate Fighter, Nate, whatever the hell his name was. Diaz. Nope. And they did like a panel and all that stuff. And um, so I went, you know, Nick was on the show. I went, hung out with them and. Got to meet Luke and Craig Carton. and Craig Carton was awesome. Then he went to jail
1: for, he had a gambling problem. You're bullying people? People are saying you're bullying people.
0: No, this comment is because this guy commented it five times. I can't imagine being that desperate to get attention. He just got it. But um, I said in my quick picks video, and here's a, for everybody listening, I said, we keep getting asked to do a post weigh-in show and I want to add a post weigh-in show. I can't possibly do any more than I'm doing now. You're not going to do any more than you're doing now. You already spend all day Saturdays dedicated to this. So I said, if anybody out there wants to do a post weigh-in show for us, reach out. I said, but everything we do is high quality. I mean, you're looking at custom graphics on the screen yeah, this,
1: right now. This laggy stream is
0: so high quality. <laughs> That's the soft. I mean, the, the software. We got to switch the software, whatever. But the reality is, hours and hours and hours of prep go into every video, whether it's long or short. So my comment was, if, you, if you're if you willing to do a post weigh-in show, reach out, but I don't want anybody that just has topology on in their screen share or writing on a whiteboard. Like this is, I want a highly edited, well done quality production. And so I don't even know who this guy is, but I think he just, yeah, exactly. I think, <laughs> I, I think.
1: Th- <laughs> okay, well, it felt like a shot. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I think this
0: guy just writes on a whiteboard and that's not, a, it's not my, my point wasn't
1: Jesus. That's all I do every
0: Saturday. My point was I want a high quality production. And if you're like, Ooh, I'll do the video, but your skill level ends at turn on camera, then it's just not going to work. This guy commented it like six times.
1: I know. Um, I didn't know what he so, was talking about, so I figured I'd bring it up. I, I figured you would— I didn't know who that like person was
0: until he said, this guy uses a whiteboard, so then I just— Yeah, I'm very—Nate Marquardt, there it is. So I just used context clues to put it together, because I'm, I'm very, very intelligent, very intelligent. Just like this fucking
1: dork You didn't even know it. You couldn't even use context clues to figure out what ratio meant. That thing's it has been a thing for like five years, and you still. Have I thought no ratio.
0: Idea. I thought ratio was the difference between like retweets and likes or something. Not two people's likes.
1: Yeah, it's like fucking just here. Watch this. I'll ratio right now in the chat. And watch this. what happens. <laughs> Fuck. I
0: I thought you guys also said in the text that it's a loserish to do ratios.
1: It's a little <laughs> outdated now. That's why it was so fu- funny. <laughs> okay. it, that's why it was so funny that Connor. uh. Did it just randomly until Ariel (laughs) set him up and fucking hammered it home.
0: (laughs) Next up at UFC Vegas 78, we have Josh Parisian taking on Martin Bidet. Josh Parisian, 15 and six overall, two and three in his last five. He is alternating wins and losses. He's taking on Martin Bidet. What are you doing? Relax. What's in your
1: hand? I always have something in my hand when I have it. I hold this the entire stream too. I bet you do.
0: We stay on Martin Bidet, 12-1 overall, 5-0 in his last five. He is riding an 11-fight win streak. Jod Parisian, high-volume guy. He does have 10 knockouts under his belt, but he's not like a big one-punch. You're going to see heavyweight, you're going to see 10 knockouts. Uh, not really. He's going to come forward, tons of volume, tons of volume. There's a little bit of power there, but he's not flatlining people in one single punch. Lots of volume, and... Later in the fight, he'll slow down a little bit, but the volume will still be there. He's just not nearly as dangerous as he is early. He's taking on Martin Bidet. This guy is a powerful striker. He does have heavy hands. He also has 10 stoppage wins, but he is riding a uh, couple of decisions, right? He's a couple decisions in a row here, but he can be hittable. He has a negative striking differential. He's a little bit of a slow starter, and he landed... 25% more strikes in his last fight. And that's important here because Martin Bidet does have volume once he gets his hands going, right? First round, he might give up. Second round, once he starts moving. Third round, once he starts moving, he gets his hands going, he puts out the volume. So I really like Martin Bidet here. Uh, the line is closing on itself and I get it. This is one of those weird fights where the longer I stare at it, the more I convince myself the other side. I was very, very confident in Martin Bidet. Then I just keep looking at it. And I just keep looking at it. I'm like, well, Josh is just going to come forward. He's going to throw a million punches. And volume might do it. And Martin looked like shit in a couple of those wins. Like, it's not 12 and one's a little bit deceiving. Like, that one fight, he probably shouldn't have won at all. So I, I'm starting to freak myself out for no reason at all. But um, I still think Martin Bidet going to win. He's still going to be the pick. But... The more I look at this and the more I'm like, man, if Josh Parisian is just tough and busy, he could win this fight, especially with Martin just giving up first rounds. What do you think, Jakey Boy?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't really care about this fight. Uh, the, somebody in the chat said, serious question. I'm 6'7", and walk around at 210 pounds and can cut to middleweight. Recently started training and in just two weeks. I'm out sparring guys who have trained for two years. If I train full-time starting in a few months, do you think there's a chance I could get to the UFC? And Daniel says... You have no chance, James. It <laughs> 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 just shattered his dreams inside of 30 <laughs> seconds. I don't know why that was so funny. But uh, yeah, when it comes back to this fight, I literally, I mean, this is going to be like, uh, when I'm streaming, it's going to be like, Jesus Christ. I mean, this is going to be sloppy. It's going to be messy. Martin Bede should be able to out tough him. And that's all it comes down to. I think that Martin Bede is one of the worst 12 and 1 fighters I've ever seen in my entire life. But he should be better than Josh in this matchup. Quick, I mean, this is quicker to the point. I'm taking Bidet, but I don't trust him with anything. So,
0: I mean, they both have negative striking differentials. They both have very high volume for heavyweights. Like it is, it is definitely a uh, man. I I uh, regret some decisions I've made with Martin Bidet, but you know I, know I mean? still think he should be able. I still think he should be able to get it done because it should
1: be. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. he, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to be not. Too mean. If if he's because he's our heavyweight, you know what I mean. But if he's if he loses this fight to Josh Parisian, I'm not saying if he loses it like a sloppy decision, that would not surprise me at all, right? Because I mean, it's not like Martin Bede is like this crazy volume guy, but if he comes in and loses like inside the distance to Josh Parisian, it's like.
0: I hear you. We uh, yeah, got 7,400 in DraftKings, 8,800 in DraftKings. Full fade on both of those because, especially Martin's last couple of fights, all decisions. Josh Parisian's a decision guy. Uh, you can get some volume out of Josh. He actually can score okay, but um, you know, heavyweights in DraftKings when there's not a stoppage upside, really not uh, not that worth it. So I'm going to fade them in DraftKings. But if you do want our full DraftKings analysis, including our DraftKings optimizer, and quite literally the best DraftKings ownership projections in the game, just go to wewantpicks.com, click become a member. It's $10 a month, and you're gonna get all that. You're gonna get everything. There are massive websites like O and Roto Grinders charging five to 10 times that amount of money just for the optimizer and the ownership projections. That's included along with everything else we do. Wewantpicks.com, click. I didn't click, even
1: know we had a premium service.
0: Become a member, we do. We do. We're, uh, yeah, and, and actually, if you 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 mentioned Brazil, I'll give you some of that money if you want to go to Brazil. I'll give you three dollars for every ten. We can do that. Oh,
1: huh. hmm.
0: that'd be nice, right? Well, I don't know. I I would be happy to not give you that money. Is this an official declining of the money? Because I I'd, I'd be happy not to, frankly. I told you, school supplies are sixty dollars. Okay. You know what daycare is? $1,300 a month for my one kid to go to daycare. One kid, $1,300 a month.
1: I would just stay home by myself when I was a kid.
0: And now you're afraid to go outside.
1: Not afraid. Don't need to. Got everything I need here. Okay. Sounds Sounds a little scared.
0: Next up at UFC Vegas 78, we have Francis Marshall taking on Isaac Dolgarian, Francis Marshall 7 and 1 overall, 4 and 1 in his last 5. He's coming off the first loss of his career in a very close decision. He's taking on Isaac Dolgarian, kid's undefeated 5 and 0. All finishes. Francis Marshall, this guy's a heavy-handed grappler. I mean, he's going to come forward. He's going to bomb. And he's going to look to set up traditional good old-fashioned takedowns and then some jujitsu. He is comfortable striking, sometimes too comfortable. He's going to keep his hands low. He's going to throw long jabs and hooks. And when he shoots, they are well-timed. They're full of piss and vinegar. He's going to shoot a takedown and then just keep running, which I do love to see. He is young in his career. Running,
1: running, and running, running. He's hit a little bit more
0: than he should be. And he is coming off that loss to William Gomez, where Gomez was the... Oh! he was a step behind in the striking he couldn't really get his wrestling going until the third round where he was very close to finishing that fight he's taking oh
1: on... Okay. on close at all this he's is that dominated. sarcasm
0: that people don't know was understand.
1: a dominating performance by lock the week lock the week's always dominate that's i mean you saw cody durden last week dominate. <laughs>
0: he's taking on Should we, what's the over, under on number of comments about you saying
1: that? Oh my
0: God. (laughs) I watched the video last week. He did
1: not pick Cody Durden. He had Alexis Gabbert as his lock a week. What is he talking about? These guys are scamming you.
0: This guy just messaged me on discord. I did your burnt ends for the fight Saturday. And tripled my money. Thanks for the content. The Bert ends are definitely a staple food on fight night. That's awesome. T Jack 1972. Thanks for the message. He's taking on Isaac Delgarian. This guy is a legit prospect. You can't even look at his name on a piece of paper without 15 videos of him wrestling showing up on YouTube. He is a wrestler. That's what he is. He's very young. Sort of a decent, not decent, a good high school wrestler for his region. He also had some folk style, or sorry, some freestyle success to match that folk style success. He's a striker as well. He's going to stay light on his feet. He's going to engage. And then as soon as he has it open, he's going to shoot a takedown. What I do like about his wrestling for MMA is he's going to snatch a single. He's not going to commit. He's not going to be, like, stuck underneath you. If a leg is in front of him, he'll whoop, he'll pick it right up, he'll run the pipe, and then he'll go from there. He's a well-rounded spot prospect, but 5-0 is a little tricky because we just haven't seen that level of competition, and I get it. Francis is only 7-1. and It's not as if Francis has fought a world of beaters, but we've seen Francis compete at sort of this level. We have not seen that yet from Isaac, and that's why this is a tough fight to break down because – Isaac's level of competition is questionable. These are all people getting finished super early on the regional scene and great for Isaac. He's doing what he's supposed to do. I'm not gonna knock the guy for finishing people quickly. It's just hard to get a gauge. When you don't get a full three rounds and a back and forth, it really is hard to gauge how good actually is this guy. But it looks like if he can get a takedown, if he ends up on top, he's gonna go to work and get some things done. I don't know what he's gonna look like backing up. I don't know what's gonna happen if he gets taken down. There's a lot of questions here. For that reason, I am going to go with Francis Marshall, literally only because watching Francis in that Gomez fight be a step behind, losing, and then still at the end of the third round almost be able to pull this whole thing out and get that choke and was it an arm bar or rear naked choke? I forget which one, but I think it was a rear naked. It was naked a
1: choke. rear naked choke, and then almost yeah. a tr- arm triangle, head and arm triangle, and then he. Uh, but it it wasn't nothing was close.
0: So seeing him almost be able to do that in the third round. I'm going to give him the slight edge here, but this is like, I'm not doing anything here. No money. Absolutely nothing. What do you think, Jakey
1: boy? The Midwest (laughs) Chopper. I like this Isaac dude, man. I I like this Isaac dude. And obviously when you're listening to me do this breakdown, I am a little bit biased because when I make lock of the week picks, It is like 75% about who I am picking and 25% about who I am picking against. And there's a reason why I had William Gomez as my lock of the week because I don't think Francis Marshall is all that. I mean, I think he's a very well-rounded fighter and a good fighter everywhere. But I don't see something that really jumps out. I don't see, like... Overly dominant wrestling, he can wrestle. I don't see overly dominant grappling, he can grapple. I don't see overly dominant striking against William Gomez. Do you know what he? Out of 132 significant strikes, what would you guess that he would land against William Gomez over three rounds? Angelo, 132 strikes. <laughs> How many do you think he landed?
0: It's obviously a known number, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to be an asshole. Through 132, uh, landing at 50 percent,
1: 70. 65. He landed 15 out of 132 <laughs> significant strikes. So it's not like he had four, and he had four pressure and everything. He was walking forward, but he, 15 out of 132, that's 11%. At one point in the third round, he was only up to seven percent of that's not what it looked
0: like landed. can you at least can you admit it that's not what it looked like I mean he's no, moving like... forward and
1: he's throwing but he just like he just can't get there that's what I'm saying there's nothing about this guy's arm show where I'm just like wow he's just so good at this and I know that Isaac is going to move forward I know that he is going to get in somebody's face I know that he is going to shoot that take down. you mentioned it the level of competition that he has faced is poo poo doo doo but guess what <laughs> he has done He has gotten a takedown in full mount in literally every single fight. He is in full mount, just raining elbows down. So, yeah, you're going to face so-so competition. Everyone does on the regional scene. But when you are just completely dominating those people, that's what you're supposed to do. A lot of these people come to the regional scene, they have a finish, but then they have a decision, then they have a finish, and they're working through and they're getting these wins. This dude is just smacking all of them. They're not even close. It's crazy. He's almost bored in there. I believe that he is going to come through. He is going to have the aggression. He is going to get the takedowns. He is going to get the control. He is a very good grappler as well on top of the wrestling. And I think he's going to get this finish. Obviously, if it leaves the first round, Red flags start to go up because we don't know, right? We yeah, don't know. That's, that's and I issue. believe and I believe wholeheartedly that this is going to look like absolute gold in Isaac or absolute fool's gold. I don't think this is going to be back and forth. I think he comes in and smokes him or he comes in and it's like, oh, shit, he is not up to this competition yet. Because Francis is a guy that he if might you're not look up like to competition, he can't dominate you if you're not there. But he also can get dominated in my mind. So
0: Isaac Dalgarian – like, I agree. He's either going to look amazing and he is the prospect that people think he is, which he might be. We just don't know. Or he's going to come in looking like Dennis Bazooka and just absolute desperate nothing to offer. But um, we just don't know. So no knock on him. The only, Literally, the only reason I picked Francis is I have seen Francis in a 15-minute fight in the UFC where he did not quit. That is the only reason. And I'm not betting or anything. You do have and a I bet on this
1: fight, I believe, right? I do, mm-hmm. yeah. It Actually, not for premium. I'll tell you right now that this bet, since so it's not premium, I might as well just fucking tell you. Because why is I, it not I, premium? Uh, you know, well, you're here here in a second. Why it's not fucking premium? Oh, it was
0: that was it that fifty dollar parlay to make a thousand. No, nah, I do have
1: a fifty dollar parlay, um, and I won't spoil that. Where's this other one that I placed? Did I screenshot it? I gotta get a bet on. Oh shit, I'm right here. Hold on. Oh, sure, I'm not logged in. I'll
0: just yeah, I'll just I'll sit in dead watch. silence. Yeah, no, just give cool. me
1: a second. They, they, they understand. They know how it goes. So. I'm
0: just curious why you put a bet that's not in premium.
1: That's what I'm saying because it's a little bit this would be a half of unit bet on a first round finish at plus 475 for Isaac Dolgarian. and I'm not going to suggest that for premium. It's a wild bet.
0: Oh, yeah. You bet 50 bucks on that?
1: 55 at, to win 261.
0: Why 55?
1: I'd like to get my keep my account round numbers when I start betting. I'm autistic like that, so
0: <laughs> you do have like one point seven. I'm not autistic, units.
1: I just like rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. He killed uh, it again, man. He was on last night and he was the closer, Cam Patterson. If you guys watch Kill Tony, he's he's incredible.
0: I didn't watch Kill Tony until the uh Michael Leher, him and I got into a fight, and then he went on Kill Tony and started promoting We Want Picks. It was amazing. Now I wish I watched the whole time. Become a premium member. Unlock all of Jacob's official bets. Not just the squirrely ones that he doesn't tell you about because he's embarrassed that he placed them. Did you tweet that bet or anything? Or you just placed it for yourself? I just placed them sometimes. To? Yeah, nah, totally fine. Um, and I appreciate you not just throwing it out there at premium. And when those hit, you don't tell anybody either. Because you didn't tell them before, you don't tell them after.
1: So, well yeah, done. they're not including anything, but just fun. I'll tell yeah. people on the live stream.
0: Yeah, but not in any of the numbers. Anyway, we WeWantPix.com. It's only $10 a month. You unlock everything you have ever needed to make some money, have some fun, and enjoy these fights. And also, it's just an amazing way to support the channel. We WeWantPix.com. Click. Become a member. That was a good whistle.
1: Yeah. You pretty good at cat calling back in the day? I can whistle blowing in, and I can blow it out, baby.
0: Let's here. My my cousin growing up
1: he's I not, learned by sucking, but now I'm better at blowing now.
0: I and, and and we'll see how many simpletons in the comment section jump all over that. Um my cousin growing up, so not really like blood cousin, like Italians, everybody's your cousin. My cousin growing up could suck air in through his butthole and then just fart it right out instantly. Like
1: You quick. couldn't do that?
0: No, you could
1: that's a thing, yeah. A lot of people He's the only
0: that. kid I knew that could do it. It was wild. He's we probably a guy that could there, uh, gleek too. We would just sit there cracking up. I couldn't gleek Gleeking would die. Oh.
1: Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> you would just feel it across the fucking across like the classroom. You'd just be like, oh, it's raining. Yeah. I oh, no, It's just my friend spitting on me.
0: Yeah, it's disgusting. It's absolutely filthy disgusting. Um anyway. We ready to break down this fight? Next up. At UFC Vegas 78, we have Terrence McKinney stepping up on short notice to take Mike Breeden, who lost his original, where the, did he go? Terrence McKinney, as I mentioned, short notice step up. He's taking on Mike Breeden. Terrence McKinney's 13 and six overall. Two and three in his last five. He's coming off back to back losses, the most recent of which was just a few weeks ago. He's taking on Mike Breeden. Mike Breeden, 10 and five Overall, two and one in his last five. He is looking for his first official UFC win. This is an interesting fight to break down because Terence McKinney is an astonishing three to one favorite right now. Three to one favorite, almost three to one. It closed a little bit. This guy just lost two weeks ago, but what's interesting is let me break him down first. First, we all know he's insanely athletic. He has power in his hands. He's got slick jujitsu and very good wrestling. He's got all of those things. If you're building a fighter at this weight class. Terrence McKinney has all the things that you would build a fighter with, right? He's got the Juco All-American wrestling. He's got the power in his hands. He's got the speed. He's got the jujitsu. He has all the tools. What he doesn't have is cardio and a chin. And that sucks because some of those things are God-given. Cardio you can earn, but there are some people that are just born with phenomenal cardio. And some people that can, no matter what they do, they will not have phenomenal cardio. And a chin's a chin. Literally nothing you can do about that. He is coming off that loss just a few weeks ago to Nazim Sadikov, but what I loved about that loss was he spent the entire first round wrestling. He had a full-blown wrestling game plan, and that was huge to see because before that, he got caught up in a couple of slugfests, and things didn't go his way, but... He's a JUCO All-American wrestling, used the wrestling, and he did do that in his last fight. He won the first round, lost the scramble, and then ended up getting submitted in the second round. But the game plan was there, and I loved it. He's taking on Mike Breeden. Mike Breeden has two fights in the UFC. They were both over a year ago. His UFC debut was a short-notice step-up loss to Alexander Hernandez, and his last fight was a decision loss to Natan Levy. He's a good striker. He's got solid range, good variety. He has some power in his hands Not enough to steal a fight later in the fight, though, or steal a fight in the later rounds, though. He's more of a volume guy. He's always throwing something. His takedown defense is just okay, but his get-up game is actually phenomenal. So here's the breakdown. I think Terrence McKinney should win this fight. We saw Mike Breeden just get taken down over and over and over and over and over over again by Natan Levy, nine times to be exact. Terrence McKinney is a much better wrestler than Natan Levy is. It's not even close. The problem is, Natan Levy has cardio, and he can do that nine times. He can do that for three rounds. Terrence will probably slow down. I still think Terrence wins. I love that we saw a wrestling game plan out of him. I'm hoping we'll have a wrestling game plan out of him here. Uh, So he's going to be the pick. Not the most confident pick in the world. Not touching this money line, but you know what bet I got going on here, Jakey Boy, which... How about not the sex noises? What are you talking about? The bet that I got is over one and a half. And I know Terrence McKinney, like, an over one and a half is, is crazy. But it's plus 240 i threw 25 bucks at it if terrence mckinney comes out with a wrestling heavy game plan this dude could absolutely be wrestling for seven and a half minutes get some takedowns michael pop back up get some takedowns michael pop back up mike's power will sort of fade over the first round and then the second round i don't even care if terrence gets tired there shouldn't be enough power on the mike side and so i think we get past one and a half rounds so uh, I threw twenty five bucks at that at plus two forty. What do you think of that bet, and what do you think of this fight?
1: Yeah, that value is—I mean—that is extreme value because, as you mentioned, Terrence seems like he's starting to try and 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 mold himself into an actual fighter, right? I mean, it, the the way it happened, it was almost—it it was worse for his career that he was so good early because it was just yeah. like, oh my god, this is this is easy, and he was never really able to settle into what he could be, what he could become because he's the talent on this kid is on. Un- Real. It's a shame that he's already kind of losing his chin a little bit this early, and that's going to happen when you have a bunch of first-round finishers. You're going to keep chasing first-round finishes like that, so it's going to happen. Hopefully, he can kind of regain that because this kid is super, super talented. And this is a fight that if this was, I mean, a couple years ago, I mean, Terrence McKitty would be minus 1,500. I mean, he'd be minus 2,000 <laughs> against Mike Breeden. That's nothing against Mike Breeden. Just the talent levels are that different. But even in his last fight, where he came in, he had a game plan. He implemented the game. He implemented the game plan. Everything went right in that first round. He still fucking got finished. I mean, he still he still lost that. He's lost. He still <laughs> lost that fight and got finished. And against a guy like Mike Breeden, who can kind of take, I don't want to say like a like a beating as far as like strikes, but in the wrestling and stuff, he can kind of survive. You saw that with Natan Levy. He got better as the fight went on. And in the third round, he won. He won the third round on two of the judges' scorecards. So he won the third round of a very tough fight. And that's like the worst-case scenario for Terrence McKinney, a guy that can survive and can kind of come on late in the second, in the third round of fight. So, yes, my pick is going to be Terrence McKinney. But at this point, I don't know how anybody can trust him with anything. Moneyline. I mean, if you want to chase, like, a first-round finish, I know a lot of people are like, if you're going to play, you might as well play first round. But I agree. There is a situation where he kind of – he can't get out of the first round and still get the control and, and maybe find a, a later finish or maybe even a decision win. Maybe it's like one of those weird Terrence McKinney just outrust him for three rounds type of thing. But, you know, I can't – at this point, I love Terrence McKinney. I think he's crazy talented, and I hope that he becomes what he can become. But when it comes down to betting, I, you can't trust him. You, can, you just can't trust him at this point. So he is my pick. But I'm staying away from him completely. But I do like your play.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, getting past seven and a half fight minutes for Terence McKinney is not a not a common practice. But based off of the wrestle heavy game plan in his last fight and Mike Breeden's wild get up game, and you know, it was never never stopped trying to get up with uh, Natan Levy. I think Mike Breeden's a very live underdog, a very very live underdog. And I think we might get a little bit of a longer fight. So quarter of a unit on that. I don't have DraftKings pricing on the screen, but they did drop the pricing earlier today after I made this graphic. Ninety-two hundred for Terrence McKinney. Ninety-two hundred for Terrence McKinney. Seven thousand. for Mike Breeden.
1: I got it right here.
0: I think Mike Breeden at seven thousand dollars is actually decent value, because when Terrence McKinney when Terrence McKinney loses, he his opponents score a ton of points. And yeah, he when he loses. wins, he scores a ton of points. It's cra- it's, Man, I mean, 9,200 to 7,000 is crazy. This should be I mean, a lot this, closer This feels
1: that. like it was like, I mean, this should be a, an easy win for this dude. But we'll see how it plays out. We will
0: see. Because the other factor is, it's a short notice step up for Terrence McKinney. I don't know him well enough for at all to say what he does or doesn't do before or after fights. But the dude just lost a fight two weeks ago. Uh, I imagine he just started eating, like, he you know, he cut all that weight, all the thing, he's just going to enjoy life for a few minutes. And then now he's just immediately cutting weight. And that wasn't that Dennis Bazooka's big excuse? Oh, I had to cut all that weight immediately, and that's why I drank, you know? So we'll see what happens. But we on Picks.com, click become a member, unlock everything you could ever imagine, and then some for only $10 a month. If you want to see what's behind premium, I get probably 30-ish Customer service emails a week. A lot of them are, hey, I just signed up. Where is this? I just signed up. Where is that? We have a video. If you just go to our channel, like go to our YouTube profile, if you will, the pinned video or the main video is a 20-minute walkthrough of everything on premium, every screen, where to click, what you get, everything it has. So anything you ever need to know will be right there if you just want to see what it all looks like and how to use it before... You sign up. We don't pick the What does it like look become. like? Hey, can you uh,
1: can you talk about it a little bit? What does it look like? It's
0: very pretty. It's very pretty. It has pretty a huh? thing. Hey, you know what? I'll show you at the end of this. Okay.
1: Is it Growl, the Warrior King? <laughs> do you know what the do you know what that's from?
0: Yeah. It was uh
1: If you know it, I'll be impressed.
0: Yeah, Princess Princess no. Sophia's his penis' uh, name. Yeah, yeah but what's the movie called? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh Come on. it wasn't knocked up. No, it was older it
1: uh nineties. Early 2000s maybe Was it Big Daddy then? No, 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 no You know the actors, All right? What right? Yeah, what was Matthew it? Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson Oh,
0: that's right Yeah, 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 yeah. Bullshit
1: Failure launch Failure to launch failure No, to launch. fucking oh. idiot well, Then what? That was with Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker How to Lose a Guy in 10 oh. Days How to
0: Lose a Guy in
1: 10 Days I mean, they play bullshit Bullshit And then they yeah, fall yeah, in yeah. love I love that I love love, man I do love love <laughs> If there's anybody, I I swear to God, I I literally am one of those guys, this little play here to all the women out here. I am one of those guys, when I watch, when there's like a happy, like sentimental TikTok, I just start bawling, crying. I love uh, fucking rom-coms. I love, love. I just can't express it. (laughs) So it gets me in trouble, but I love, love, man. I love, love, man. When did
0: I say that customer service annoys me? I said I get about 30 emails a week and some of the questions are, so if you want to check out the, what annoys me are these dumb dick comments, not customer service. That doesn't bother me. me. Somebody saying, how do I see talks this to on, me on premium? The phone, says, I'm not going to engage
1: annoy. the trolls anymore.
0: That wasn't a troll. That's a moron. There's a difference between trolls and morons. Hey, so Daniel, I, I love you. Very big. Difference. What Angelo
1: means to say is he appreciates your support, your viewership, and uh, hopes he become a premium, premium member one day. That's what um on kill another kill Tony reference because kill Tony sometimes like really mean to people, and one of the guys that was on the show the guy I love I can't remember his name but he's a really good guest and every time he would be mean to somebody he'd be like what what Tony meant to say was he appreciates you he thinks you're doing <laughs> great and it was really funny because Tony kept being mean to people he'd be like what he meant to say was
0: you know, so. <laughs> I'm I'm actually a nice guy it doesn't seem
1: like that. I promise nice. you guys. I don't promise you, but he is—you know Angelo is a, a decent guy sometimes. So decent guy. sometimes. That's, <laughs> no, he's like guy you guys what give him—you guys give him a hard time, and he can't get triggered pretty easily. But uh, besides, <laughs> behind, besides that, behind the behind the anger is a soft heart. <laughs>
0: behind,
1: behind it's a large heart. But I was, it's was soft. gonna say. I was
0: waiting for the fat <laughs> joke. I'm just waiting for it. Anyway. Next up at UFC Vegas 78, we have JP Bays taking on Marcus McGee. JP Bays nine and five overall, two and three in his last five. He is riding a three-fight skid. He's taken on Marcus McGee. His kid is eleven and one or seven and one overall, four and one in his last five. He's coming off the submission win over June, Journey Newsom, which was a short-notice UFC debut. And this is an interesting fight to break down. And people are giving me a little bit of a hard time about my confidence in this fight. But the reality is that Marcus McGee made a big splash in the UFC debut. He stepped up on short notice. He dropped and then submitted Journey Newsom, who's tough. And style-wise, he's a powerful guy. He's got big, heavy hands. He does have takedowns. He's got one-punch knockouts all over the place. His takedown defense is, I honestly think, pretty good. You're going to mm. find some fight tape where it's not great. But people evolve. That wasn't uh, six months ago. That was a while ago. Mm-hmm. He sets a good pace. He carries his power late in the fights. And you can see him go in the distance. You can see him get early knockouts. Like I, I like Marcus McKee quite a bit. He's taking on JP base. This guy is a very, very, very good wrestler. A very good wrestler. He averages almost two takedowns per 15 minutes. His offensive wrestling is incredibly solid. His defensive wrestling can use some work, though. He's only had a 25% takedown defense. He is chinny. But as long as his chin is going to keep him vertical, he will fight. He's he's never going to quit. His chin might give up on him, as it did against Cody Durden, but he's not going to quit. He'll continue to fight as long as he's conscious. Marcus is one of my most confident picks on this card, though. I think Marcus has just absolute put-out, night-ending power. He may be the most powerful puncher at bantamweight right now. He, he honestly could be. And he's going to come forward. He's going to bomb. His takedown Wait, defense— I said Marcus McKee could be one of the hardest punchers at bantamweight right now.
1: Oh, for some reason I wasn't really—I never really listened when you're talking, but I thought I heard uh, could be like the champion right now or something. I was like, "Well, what?" No, 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 no,
0: no, no.
1: That was Just hey, talking. hey, hey, hey. That was my fault, and I apologize. There
0: you go. Uh No, but his power is absolutely insane, and I think that's going to be the difference here. I think JP is going to want to wrestle early, and if he gets those early takedowns, I could look really, really stupid. But if he's shooting from too far away, because he's a little nervous, and I know he's training with all these wrestling killers, if Marcus touches him a little bit, that's a problem. So uh, I'm on the Marcus side. I'm very, very confident. Uh, I like all the things. What do you think,
1: Jakey Boy? Um, yeah, let me start off by saying that if, if Marcus does come in and just completely dominates with the with the speed, the explosion, defensive takedown, you know, lands a nice shot and, and sparks JP. I'm not gonna be surprised, right? I don't think I don't think most people will be surprised if, if that's what he does. I think that's what most people expect. That's what the odds makers expect, right? He's minus three hundred, almost minus four hundred at this point. So that is what is expected for this fight. But if if this dude JP comes in. And he shoots a blast double. He gets a single. And he gets this guy on his back. And this guy starts scrambling because he's not comfortable on his back. He knows that he can't be on his back versus dude JP. And JP easily works to the back and submits this guy in the first round. <laughs> I'm not going to be surprised. Because I know how capable JP is. He was my lock of the week versus Cody Durden. He lost that fight. It, it looked like a bad loss at the time. But now... We know who Cody Durden is. Cody Durden is just running through the whole division. He looks like, literally, he could be one of those weird guys that ends up in the top five and could fight for a title just because he is just so relentless with that wrestling and does have power in his hands. So, yes, JP came through the Cody Durden train and got ran over. But in that other fight versus Montel, Montel is a big... Bannel. I mean, he is a big dude. And he had Olympic aspira- Olympic wrestling aspirations before they cut Olympic wrestling out. Then he switched to MMA. But he was at the Olympic training facility. Cut Olympic for, wrestling out? Like a, a while ago. Like, remember when they took it out of the Olympics and stuff? And, and they put, they put oh, it back. Oh, you backwards. mean when
0: the Olympics went on hold? They didn't remove wrestling from the Olympics.
1: They removed it from the Olympics. And then, um, <laughs> no, and then so he switched to MMA. And then, so... He was an Olympic-level wrestler, an aspiring Olympic wrestler, and J.P. Bays had no issues taking that dude down early in the fight, getting control and controlling that guy on the ground. And Marcus McGee is nowhere close to the level of competition as a Montel Jackson. He does have trouble defending takedowns. And you saw in his last fight, I mean, he looked explosive. He looked like he's cleaned up that area, but all it takes is really one takedown. So, long story short... This is one of those plays. There's a lot of these on the card where, yes, my pick is Marcus. But those odds are a little bit crazy to me. JP isn't getting the respect that he deserves as a wrestler. He's a very, very, very good wrestler. And Marcus could be in trouble if JP gets him to the ground. I think he could get him to the ground. So I think the value here is trying to chase something in JP rather than uh, rely on Marcus to defend those takedowns. But Marcus should win. But... You know, just one of those things. I maybe, maybe, maybe I just have one of those soft spots in my heart for JP because of all the things that happened. That was one of the reasons why he <laughs> in my lock of the week. Um, and there's been some weird stuff happening this week that I don't know. Somebody's trying to fuck with Go them, ahead. or
0: walk people through it.
1: I mean, Cheyenne has been. I think she lives in Georgia now, and everyone knows. I think she's connected with Roman. I don't know how. You know, and everyone's like, oh, she's it's Roman's We, we don't know with that. whose kid. Right. We don't know what's going on. She had a gender reveal. Dad's not at the gender reveal. I mean, that's like, in my mind, if, if, if the dude is not at the gender reveal, he's not in the picture. I mean, that's a very important moment as a couple, this and that. So he's not there. All of a sudden, she lives in Georgia. She's been in Georgia. It's J.P. Bay's fight week, Angelo. Guess who's in Las Vegas? Cheyenne is, happens to be in Las Vegas, J.P. Bay's uh, fight week. Yesterday, she's eating something in the car, and she's like, I'm so glad I'm pregnant and can eat this, and I don't have to cut weight. Guess who's cutting weight this week? J.P. Bays is cutting weight. She posted a picture today. What's the picture say? Something about how to be a better wife or something like that. Like when somebody makes a say, Here's the caption. Would you risk everything for the man you loved, even if you knew he'd done something terrible? And I think there was some some rumors that J.P. was doing weird stuff or this and that. I don't know. This is all alleged. This is all rumor stuff. But I'm just saying, all signs to me are pointing that Something is happening between those two. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, Marcus is my pick. But I always have a spot, soft spot in my place for, in my heart for JP. And I hope he comes through. Honestly. No.
0: Oh, okay. Great.
1: Oh, nice pull there. Yeah. Way to, way to put that up. Like the stream, guys. Come on, please. That was uh, your
0: idea, and I had it up yesterday. But I guess it doesn't stay with the video. Yeah. Sixty-six hundred dollars in DraftKings. You gonna spend that money on your boy JP?
1: I think there's value there, man. I really do.
0: I mean, there could be. Uh, you know, he is training with wrestling. He he was always and will always be a wrestling beast. I just think Marcus McGee's too much of an animal.
1: If Cheyenne just Best happens difference. to be in Vegas, <laughs> that's that's stone cold to, to show like, hey, I'm in town during his fight week. That's ice cold. If that if she. Does that just to fuck with that dude? <laughs> That's ice cold, and that makes me fucking. That turns me on. I want a crazy bitch like that. Yeah, you know I mean, and people
0: don't understand Jacob's level of commitment to this. He has been texting me and Web Josh pictures of their stories, of cabinets of their apartments. Like, is this the same cabinet set? Look, so you think she's at his place?
1: Look, this is the cabinets that Cheyenne posted, and then you look at JP's house. Boom. Boom, I mean, I'm in this. I'm trying to figure it <laughs> He's out. He literally texted us this all the I'm time. I'm literally trying to figure this out. It just seems all, uh, look, benefits of being pregnant and not cutting weight during the JP. And she's like in the car. I think JP's sitting next to her right there. She's just eating. I think something's going on, man.
0: Anyway, $6,600 in DraftKings. If you're on the uh, Jacob side, you think JP's going to get his wrestling going, then great. I am on the Marcus McKee side. I think he will cover his $9,600 because the dude, honestly, is probably... I'm curious. In the chat or in the comment section, if you're watching after this is live, let me know who hits harder at bantamweight than Marcus McKee. Maybe there's somebody I'm forgetting about. Sean O'Malley?
1: No. What?
0: No. I hate Sean O'Malley. I hate him. I'm not going to admit that.
1: Sean O'Malley... Cheeto? Cheeto? Maybe Cheeto. I'm trying to think, but um, and Yanez, Sean O'Malley. I mean, Yanez? Hello. I don't think so.
0: He's just super fast, and Sean O'Malley is obviously he's got power. He's knocking people out, but a lot of it is just perfect timing. He's just perfect timing, not just true raw power. But I hear you. We want com. Click become a member. Jacob's going to write up a whole analysis. You'll get his whole conspiracy theory board. I've been Jacob I've been updating. Join the Discord. Base.
1: Discord's one hundred percent free, and I've been updating the Discord every time I say, Let's see if she posts a story right now. Let's see. Oh, she has a story. Let's see what it says real quick. Oh, look who's at the Performance Institute. I bet who who's who do you think's cutting weight right now? The Performance Institute. Who do you think's at the Performance Institute getting some training? She's
0: at the Performance Institute.
1: Yeah, just walking on the treadmill with her little yeti thing. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, what are we doing here? Come on, connect the <laughs> dots, people. Jesus, is there a reflection? What's she doing? Oh, let me screenshot and zoom in, see if we can see something else on here.
0: Okay, you. While you do that, I'm moving on. Weonpix.com, Click become a member, sign up for all the things. And actually, Jacob mentioned the Discord. You see this fancy Bet Openly logo at the bottom? We have partnered with Bet Openly. Bet Openly is a peer-to-peer betting service. So instead of you going to a sports book and betting against their odds, you bet against another human being. Jacob is going to put up his lock of the week on bet openly. If you want to fade Jacob, bet the other side. I have my safety parlay up right now on bet openly. And if you want to bet against the safety parlay, you can. You're going to get better odds, and you'll literally be taking my money. It's my actual money you would take. It's Jacob's...
1: She's walking at three and a half mile an hour. Bum.
0: It's Jacob's actual money you would take from him... First thing you should do is join our Discord. Actually, go to the link in this video, want slash bet openly. Go there, sign up, make your own bets, hop on somebody else's bets, bet against us. The beauty should I of make it one right
1: your- now and put it in the chat?
0: Make one right now and link it in the chat. That The beauty of bet, what I absolutely love about it is this, once Jacob gets this going, it is literally his money. It's Jacob's actual money. If you win, you take his money from his pocket.
1: If he bet wins, he took your money. Single bet. Who's going to take this? Let's see what we got here. You I'll can keep do talking. I just, yeah, do it.
0: Throw it in the chat. I, we do love bet openly for that. All of these hardcore tough guys telling Jacob, "Oh, you're fate of the week, loser of the week." And I'd fuck them bullshit. all up in real life. You're short, red hair. You suck. All those people. Well, literally, put your money where your mouth is. If if you think, I'll do the Locky JP one a, right now. Well, that's just lost money. JP's out
1: the, uh, out the they money. Tell that to Cheyenne. How much should I make it for?
0: $400? Do not do, do $400 on your lock of the week, not JP huh? Base.
1: I'm doing 50 <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck's so funny? You want to take $400? this
0: $400? No, I think. Oh, yeah, I will take it. Of course I will.
1: Well, let's see if anybody takes it first. Hold on. How do I? Oh. All right, well, oh, throw
0: so. it in here, and if it's still out. Then we'll uh we'll go on. Bet openly
1: I need to is available. Lo- know my location.
0: Real quick, bet openly is available in like forty nine different states and the rest of the world because it is not a sports book. It is peer to peer betting. It's me versus you. They're not a casino. They're not a sports book, so they don't fall into that same category. While you're still placing bets on fights. You're not... There's not a house. You're not betting against a computer. You're betting against another person. Because of that, they don't fall under the same restrictions as Sportsbook do. So it's widely, widely available. I'm moving
1: on. Yeah, I don't don't, don't know how to make them see my location. I don't know what's going on.
0: It's in your Chrome browser at the top. I'm in here.
1: I'm in here. My settings and privacy, it's just... uh... Next up, oh, at UFC it. Vegas
0: 78, we have Josh Freem taking on Jamie Pickett. Josh Freem, this should be with a D instead of a B, but it is what it is. It's what its is. 10 and 4 overall, 3-2 in his last five. He's coming off his first UFC win. He's taking on Jamie Pickett. 13-9, 2-3 in, in his last five. He is riding a three-fight skill. Josh Freem is a grappler. He's a very athletic guy. So I called him a grappler. I put him in a category. The reality is he's an athletic guy that has taken up mixed martial arts with no real official background. He wasn't a kickboxer. He wasn't a wrestler. He He found himself in MMA, started training all the things, doing all the things, and he's improving at a rapid pace because he is so athletic. His preference is to come forward, get the takedowns, and then grind from there. He does wanna grapple while he is improving very quickly in all aspects of MMA. Again, grappling, and I'm saying grappling this many times on purpose, is really his ticket he's coming off his first ufc win where he had two takedowns four and a half minutes of control time then the eventual submission win he's taking on jamie pickett jamie pickett's actually a solid striker he's super long he uses his length to manage range and then keep people at bay the problem is he has a negative striking differential because he is gun shy he doesn't let his hands go and because he doesn't let his hands go he's a little gun shy He's a little behind. He's a little hesitant. So people come forward. They can touch him up. They can wrestle. They can take him down. He's given up multiple performance of the night bonuses because he waits and he sits. And because of that, even though Jamie Pickett's a very good striker, even though Jamie Pickett has 66% takedown defense, and even though he'll get his own occasional takedown, I think Josh Freeman's going to win this fight. I think Josh is going to come forward, get his own takedowns, and just sort of grind away. I think Jamie Pickett is you are able to take him down. And I'm not going to use Bo Nickel as an example because he's going to take anybody down, but other people have also taken Jamie Pickett down and have had that success. Josh Freem has cardio, decent striking, and he's going to wrestle nonstop. Before this fight, he lost to Sean Gore because he got the takedown. He kept his head on the outside. He got power guillotined. I think he's learned that lesson. He's improving very rapidly. I like Josh Freem to win this fight, and I'm pretty confident in that. What do you think, Jakey boy?
1: Oh, I'm about to share this bet, I think. I just click share. And then it'll give you a link. Copy the link. I put it in the chat right now. First one to grab it gets to grab it. Is that how that works? Yeah, you could
0: even grab just a piece of it. So if it's a $50 bet, five people could do $10. Like, you don't have to grab the whole thing. Go ahead. I'm waiting for the link.
1: Congratulations. Yes.
0: All right. Congratulations on all your success. Why don't you tell us who you oh think? Oh my wins God! This
1: somebody is right behind you. That was. Terrifying. It's Tiffany.
0: She's going out the door. Well, um, she texted me. She forgot to get the uh, back to school cookies for the girls. Um, dude, that fifty bucks wins hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's what three to one usually means. So.
0: Okay. Continue, please.
1: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned, and I mentioned this in my Quick Pick video about Josh Fram and and, uh, Bo Nickel, because I I think that he is like the wish version of Bo Nickel. They kind of want to do the same thing, and obviously he is not on the level of Bo Nickel, and he's not as good a striker as Bo Nickel. And you saw Jamie Pickett kind of hold his own early and a lot of people are going to say he was the nut shot that, that, that he was able to take down but he is able to be taken down and Josh Fram should win this fight because Jimmy Pickett just isn't on that level of the UFC and I'm not saying that Josh Fram is like the super dominant guy and this is no Willis fight this feels like the the Marcus McGee fight where you know JP probably has a little bit better path to victory in that fight but Jamie Pickett to his credit, I mean, he will he's a decent striker. He will throw power. And if he lands power, he can knock people out. And Josh Frem is a little bit lackluster in the striking. I mean, he, he does get hit. He does kind of get a little sloppy in the striking. And his takedowns aren't overly dominant. He can get reversed. He can get swept. So... Josh Fremd is the pick. He should win. But this is not one of those matches where it's like, you you, you you want to spend that much money on a guy with the skill level and the the whatever of, of Josh Frem, the striking abilities of Josh Frem is like, no, thank you. I'm not going to do that. I'm staying away from it. Um, I would love to see Jamie pick it with the upset. My... My uh, ten lock of the week streak. The tenth one was against Jamie Pickett. That was one of the most confident picks uh, I've ever had in my life. Dennis Talulan against Jamie Pickett, and uh, you know Josh Fram should get this done, but he's a, he's a kind of a weird dude. So you know, it is what it is.
0: He uh, two days after his um, last win, he went. He basically just hunted on Twitter to find anybody who picked against him. And was like, do
1: more research next time, Justin
0: Instead of just finding the people who said he would win, saying thanks for the thanks for believing in me,
1: he went the other route. Which is so funny because if he lost, was he going to go to those same people and be like, "Great job, sorry, You're right. yeah. yeah, you Good were pick. right, yeah, you were right"? I, I let you, you know, I it's fucking. Every, with that Stein's being always said 20, I mean that's like everyone in the I mean that's just how life works I guess but everyone's just so oh that was such an obvious pick <laughs> fucking yeah after the fact of course it was that's like with the lock of the week it's like how did you not know that this guy was gonna lose so like, shut the fuck up
0: well and then I mean Josh's defense he was the one in there fighting so he is absolutely entitled to rub it in our face when he's right but I picked him the win. I so nothing, nothing to rub in my face nothing Keep those out of my face,
1: guys. He's got a great beard. Or Jakey. I miss a thick beard.
0: He's a good-looking dude. Uh, are you going to spend the ninety-four hundred dollars in DraftKings? That's, uh, that's a lot of money because then I, you you got to get a whole bunch of takedowns. Which he might. I mean, he might very well be worth that money. He should. just yeah. It's just he should. I mean, honestly, he should be worth. He
1: should be worth minus three fifty. Yeah. He should be. He is a better fighter than Jamie Pickett. It's just like I don't know.
0: I'll have to look at uh, the DraftKings video and look at my lineup because you know, there's a couple of 9,000 plus fighters that I like. So now like, we're playing some tricky games with the budgeting here. Oh, but I
1: love games.
0: Full DraftKings Insight Analysis Breakdown, they rank every single, I say they because it's not me, every single fighter by salary, writing up who should be in your cash core, who should be in your GPP core, Giving you a DraftKings optimizer, ownership projections, all the things. We on Picks.com, it's only $10 a month. And that's on top of everything we do for FanDuel and prize Picks and Underdog and the bets and everything else. We on click, become a member. Next up, at UFC Vegas 78, we have AJ Dobson taking on Defon and Chukwi. AJ Dobson, six and two overall, two and three, 3-2 in his last five, and he's coming off two decision losses. He's taken on Tafan and Chukwe, 6-3 and three overall, 2-3 and three in his last five. He's coming off two KO losses and a year layoff. Tafan and Chukwe back down the middleweight, right? He went up to light heavyweight, experimented with that a little bit. Mixed success. He is back down the middleweight. This guy's success. a good—
1: What? Didn't he just get knocked out twice when he made it, or was there one before that?
0: I think he had a win.
1: At, Go ahead and look it up for us. At 205? Yeah. I can't remember three fights ago. Wasn't it Fluffy or somebody? I'm just timing oh, was Mike, day no, day it. Oh, it's my it was Mike Rodriguez, yeah. So he yeah, I guess he did against Mixed. Fucking Mike Mike Rodriguez. <laughs> Success. Who are you timing out? This Daniel Daniel's just annoying. Why do you let these people, people get to? Just the negative. reason why the reason why I they say the this is because they know push. that they can get to. They're literally how I many times we had this conversation, you I acting know, like this just, feed, and it makes more and more. There's just Now they love, now that guy is laughing. He's dying laughing right now because you're Not when he's
0: timed out and he has nothing else to offer. Anyway, Tafan and Chukwi mixed success at light heavyweight. He's back down the middleweight trying to make things happen. And he's a good technical striker. He's very powerful. He's got solid technique. His issue used to be volume and speed. Well, his issue used to be volume. But, He's added speed, and now once he hits a rhythm, he really falls into that rhythm, lets his hands go, starts doing things, Who? starts making things happen. Tifan and Chukwe. Well, he doesn't hit rhythms, doesn't let his hands go. When he hits ah. a rhythm, ah. there you go. Ah. Uh, he's not just a striker, though. He has four takedowns in four fights in the UFC, and he went three for three against Mike Rodriguez. He's taking on AJ Dobson. This guy is also a striker. He's incredibly fast with his hands. He's got good knees, good kicks. Typically not a gun-shy guy. And he's going to throw in combinations while moving forward. He has a ton of power to mix in with the speed. He does have some wrestling as well, but his takedowns are like just power. He's going to drag you instead of cooning nice, shooting nice, clean shots. He is coming off that decision loss to Armin Petrosian, though, where he did look like he was afraid to exchange him. My fear is... He got three takedowns, which was great. But my fear is, if he's afraid to trade with Armin Petrosian, he might be afraid to trade with Tafan Chukwi as well. Because Tafan, like Armin, hits hard, is scary. I think AJ Dobson wins this fight. He is going to be my pick. Uh, They're similar in style. I think I can trust AJ to throw hands a little more and to go to his wrestling a little more. So AJ's going to be the pick, but Tafan Chukwi hits so hard. He's so technical. He can make absolutely anything happen. So... AJ's my pick. What do you think, Jakey Boy?
1: Tafan doesn't even have a knockout in the UFC. So all this, like, big powers. I know he looks like this big, powerful guy, and he kind of strikes like a big, powerful guy, especially because he doesn't really throw combinations. Ah! 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 With his his Muay Thai style. Went to 205, got knocked out cold, back-to-back fights. Trying to come back to 185, which, by the way... Before he, this is so funny. I have no idea why he's coming back to 185 because he left 185. They asked him about it, and he was like, Oh, the cut was terrible. I was cutting 25 pounds during fight week. I can't do it anymore. It was like draining me. I couldn't fight at 185. Guess who's back at 185 after getting knocked out twice (laughs) at 205? So he gets knocked out cold at 205. Now he's going to deplete his body where he already admitted, like, ah, it's like, that's fucking terrible. I hated doing it. Well, welcome back to 185. Even if it wasn't, even if he was just continuing to fight at one eighty five, and, and that was didn't play a part. I think AJ Johnson's a much better fighter in this matchup. I think he's a better wrestler. He's definitely the faster striker, the better striker. You mentioned the the Petrosian fight in his last fight. It was the volume of Petrosian where AJ really didn't know where to get off. But when he was getting off, he was landing really good shots, and you heard the commentary talk about that. I think it was DC and Felder say, "Man, if he would just throw more." he's having some really good success, and his, his striking defense was incredible. Petrosian is a very high-level striker, and when, even when he was landing, he was rolling with stuff so well, you can't really hit this guy solid, so even if Tafan had that mythical power that people think that he has, that I don't think he has, he can't really land clean on this guy, AJ Dobson. I think AJ Dobson is a, is a much better striker, and what I believe is going to be a mostly striking matchup, and AJ can, I think he can out-wrestle this guy if he wants to as well, so Tafan, I understand he looks the part, he he comes in. He looks like that big, powerful guy and, ah, 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 when he's throwing those Muay Thai strikes, but he stands straight up and down. Those Muay Thai guys do get hit. AJ should have more volume because it's not going to be volume in his face. Defond will just kind of wait, wait, and wait for that counter, and AJ can pick him apart, and I think he can put this guy away if he wants to, but it does worry me a little bit because in that Petrosian fight, he did have that low volume, and it just he never flipped that switch, which is a little bit worrisome. I hope that he comes in aggressive in this fight. I think it's a great matchup for him. I think AJ can dominate this matchup.
0: All right. Well, we're both on the dog here. What is he? Plus 115. You're Maybe still
1: going, one. huh? Yeah. That's you what can't give it up. That's crazy. Keep going, Daniel. I like to see that.
0: You ever see me back down from Rocky? <laughs> um. AJ Dobson plus one fifteen. I think it took you uh, a while to
1: type that out too. You still do the
0: beep beep beep. No, beep, I type beep, very beep. very fast. I uh, well, I'm looking at the, the comments that I see are in the software, which are behind YouTube. Cool boy. Yeah, it is cool. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a little sprinkle on Dobson at plus money. We'll see what happens. I are you going to sprinkle sprinkle?
1: Well. So if you know my bets, I loaded up on him at plus whatever it was, 150 or whatever it was.
0: Oh, it ballooned and then now it's shrinking?
1: Yeah, let me see what it was just to make sure I didn't get that right. Sorry, 130.
0: Yeah, so I guess it skyrocketing and it came back down. Congratulations, Jacob, and maybe I should have had my premium alerts turned on because if you had yours turned on, you would have seen that bet. And if you liked it, you could have grabbed it at plus 130, which is very good value, very good closing line value compared to where Well, it he's plus now.
1: 125 right now.
0: Man, I made these graphics at like 1 p.m. I bet too.
1: you did. I did. I bet you well, did. We're not made them.
0: I make them a week ahead of time. I update the numbers. Oh. Midday. $7,800 in DraftKings to $8,400. I will probably spend the $7,800. But again, it's going to be a tricky week if you got a bunch of 94s and 96s in your lineup. But I think AJ best value.
1: Best value in DraftKings is AJ Dobson right here. He can mix in takedowns. So I think he can get a finish. And I don't think there's going to be much coming in the way of the fawn.
0: I guess we will see what happens. Boneyard, we do not bet on DraftKings. So uh, our sports book is BetOnline. We both use BetOnline. They have the earliest lines, right? They had the line. They were the very first book uh, that dropped the line for the DeMond Blackshear fight. And they have the most amount of props and the earliest props. So... If I had DraftKings in my state, I might use it just for sheer convenience because it's on my phone. It's dumb, easy. It's an app, it's, You know, money in and out, PayPal, no problem. But um, because I don't have that in my state, we live in Texas, I have to use an offshore book. And I absolutely uh, prefer bet Online, just lightning fast, tons of odds, tons of props. And they fuck up
1: those props a lot. I mean, they uh, last week to, to one of my biggest bets Corey was Sanhagen. they opened <laughs> they opened the Corey Sienhagen line, most takedown line at like minus one twenty or something, and I grabbed that for the premium members. It ballooned at fight night. I think it was minus two seventy five, minus two fifty, something like that. Crazy.
0: Yeah, that was. I mean, he did get taken down, but yeah, that was. Really it
1: was. Easy. He got two takedowns and then he got taken down. I was like oh shit, but then he ended up with <laughs> yeah. doing what he did. But um,
0: if you decide or anybody else decides you wanna sign up with Bet Online, just go to wewantpicks.com bets. We have affiliate links. If you use my affiliate link to sign up with a sports book partner, I will send you 50 bucks as a thank you because they're gonna pay us. It's an affiliate link. And then I'll break off a little bit of that money and I'll give it right back to you because none of this is possible without the community. So when I can help you guys out, I will. And that's what we're gonna do. What the hell is so funny about that?
1: No, it's, it's coming. Oh, the comment? <laughs> and I know I it's going it. to get to you, too. <laughs> no, it's Daniel's back. No, no, Daniel's back, and you're going to read it, and you're really going to get pissed off.
0: Oh, I could care less. This guy's a loser. <laughs> I could f- care less. <laughs> yeah, no, you- he's a- <laughs> No, you're 100 percent right. He's a fucking absolute dork. Got his two-months whoa, attention, and now he's just going to keep. Up next, shut to up, shut attention. the fuck
1: up, shut the fuck up. Up next, we've got a matchup. It's between next Pali- up. Next up, we have a matchup between two beautiful Brazilians. We've got Pollyanna Viana versus Yasmin Lucindo Angelo. I'm gonna let you lead this off, Pollyanna, Hey, obrigado. Como vai? Pollyanna Viana, 13-5 overall, 3-2 in
0: her last five. She's coming off that incredible knockout win over Jin Yu Fry. She's taking on Eisman Lucindo. Eisman Lucindo, 14-5 overall, 4-1 in her last five. She's coming off that dominant win over Brogan Walker. Pollyanna Viana. she is a grappler, traditionally just okay hands, right? I'm not going to change her entire breakdown because of one single fight, so traditionally okay hands, but her grappling is phenomenal. Doesn't have the best takedowns, but if she gets taken down or she ends up Mm. on her back, as she usually (laughs) does, she can submit anybody Mm. from those positions. Very, very, very slick jujitsu submissions. So again, sick grappler, doesn't have a ton of wrestling, doesn't have the best hands, but very, very dangerous jujitsu. Pretty much submission or bust until her last fight where she, (laughs) her hands looked incredible. They were fast, they were powerful, powerful powerful, and she knocked out Jin Yu Fry. She was very, very impressive in that fight. She's taking on Eisman Lucindo. She's a grappler. She uses her power to clinch and then drag you to the ground. Once she's on the ground, she's got solid top pressure where she uses strikes to loosen you up, and then she'll work her way to a submission. Her striking is just okay. Essentially, she waits for you to throw, and then she'll counter and rush in for a takedown. So here's the reality of it. Eisman Lucindo is probably going to win this fight. She's going to come forward. She's going to get the takedowns, and she should be able to avoid the submissions because she also is a high-level jujitsu jitsu practitioner, but— She's not
1: even a jujitsu practitioner, really.
0: She's got—she's got very good— I, Let's she's see if you can find her belt. She she's, is a I think they said on a podcast she's, on she's only a
1: purple belt or something like that. I think is only a purple belt, actually.
0: Well, and then good for them because you can tell they're like true Brazilians that are like being right. belted correctly and not just, oh, you beat you a go. black belt, so now you're a black belt.
1: But um, I actually promoted myself last night. I'm the I'm oh, the first what? person ever to go from a white belt to a purple belt. I'm a purple belt now. Promoted myself.
0: Congratulations! Wow, that's, my Darcy I mean, is
1: fucking nasty. I fuck you up.
0: <laughs> your parents must be so proud. They, they, I mean, I, I could not imagine the, pro, the gleaning. The pride it took me gleaning. three weeks
1: to get to a purple belt.
0: Wow. That is something. Real prodigy. Um, I think Eisman Lucindo will come forward. Probably win most of the striking changes, but still work in takedowns, as she did in her last fight. She took down Brogan Walker. She was dominating the striking against Late. Brogan Walker. Still got two takedowns. She only tried two, got them both. I think this is a similar fight. I like Eisman Lucindo. Obviously, Poliana can be dangerous with the submissions, but I don't think it's going to matter here. So Lucindo's the pick, but minus one eighty-five. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of money to spend. What do you think, Jakey boy?
1: Yeah, Lucindo is not a wrestler. She's not a grappler. She wants to come in. She wants to throw bombs. She wants to get in your face. She wants to knock girls out. She was she mixed in a couple takes down for Brogdon because I think she was getting a little bit bored, honestly. And I have no idea. And that's actually kind of a red flag because I have no idea why she would want to wrestle Brogden because Brogdon wants to be on the ground. I mean that's she wants to, obviously she wants to be on top. It's Brogan. But it,
0: why are you adding a D? Brogdon? Brogan.
1: Malcolm Brogdon?
0: Okay, well it's Brogan. Brogan
1: Walker. Wants to be on the ground. So I don't even know why she would even try to take her down. But when she took her down, it was, obviously it was late in the fight, so Brogan was kind of a, a, a beating the horse at that point. So it was easier to kind of survive. If she, is, if she comes in and it is going to grapple, is going to wrestle, if that's, like, for whatever reason, her game plan, even if it's not her game plan, but she does go to the ground, I'm scared out of my mind, because Lucindo isn't, like, super, super high level. She's young, and Pollyanna is very good. It's very typical, right? The front chokes, and then she works for arm bars and triangles, but she's gotten them time and time again. She's one of those girls that's just very, very good at arm bars, and we just saw what happens when you go to the ground with somebody that's good at arm bars. I mean, we just saw a big favorite come in, go to the ground, and all of a sudden, she gets arm barred. so... Lucindo should win this fight. I don't even really like her striking that much because she is a little bit too wild, but Pollyanna is a very hittable person. She's mostly kicks, but she is that shoot-the-box, Diego Lima, Muay Thai style. They all get hit. She's very tall in the way she stands. She's tall. She wants to throw those long kicks, throw those strikes. She can get hit, so Lucindo should be able to get in her face, should be able to hit her, but do not go to the ground. There's no point. You should be able to, if you are who we think that you are, and you should be able to just outstrike Pollyanna. Don't follow her to the ground. Even if you get in clinch positions, Pollyanna will reach over and try to... grab. That's what she was going to get, uh, doing against Tabitha Ricci. She was pull, reaching over and trying to pull Guillotine into the guard so she could get to the ground. Don't even play around with it. Lucindo, just strike. I do have money on Lucindo, but you damn right. I fucking hedged it with Pollyanna's sub. So if you want to see what that is with, with, with Premium, I did that for a couple fights. Uh, I, I like the way I played those, so... Lucindo should win, but I'm I'm a little bit scared about this one. I don't think she's as good as people think, but she should be able to beat Pollyanna.
0: Yeah. I mean, if Pollyanna didn't have that wild knockout in her last fight, people would be like, eh, she sucks. But her dance did look good. She was fast, and she did get that knockout. Uh, $7,500 in DraftKings, 8700 in DraftKings. I think Eisman's worth it if she grapples, which you're saying she shouldn't do, and I actually totally understand. If she grapples, she's worth the money because you're going to get the takedowns, you're going to get the control time, but... If it's just pure striking, Pollyanna's tough. I don't think you're just going to She is very crack tough. She's at yeah.
1: m- Remember when she made her was her debut or something like that and I, we, I told the story on the stream of and a lot of people know it now, but when she beat the shit out of that mugger, somebody tried to mug her and she just beat the absolute fucking piss out of him.
0: <laughs> so, and she's not just going to quit on you. So while she is submission or bust, the bust is a decision loss. It's not get the submission or you know get punched three times and quit. She so can stay safe should, on the ground for sure. Yeah, this will be an interesting fight. Um, I'll probably fade Eisman, even though I do think she wins, and I'm, I'm fairly confident in that. If you want to see, like Jacob said, his bets, his hedge, and all those, we on PIX.com, click become a member. $2 super chat from Forsake, Forsake Nova. Forsake? Nova. Forsake Nova. Does Jacob Nova. sub to Viana's OnlyFans for betting research?
1: I is actually, it like a it real be,
0: OnlyFans or is it like baiting through picture OnlyFans?
1: I don't know, because it would be a surprise to everyone. I literally, and that's on my on my fucking mom that I don't I don't sub to anybody's OnlyFans. Not a single well, person. Well we had
0: the idea at one point Jacob was gonna Thank you very much. I don't much like I'm I'm something.
1: very um, I'm very respectful towards women. I mean you laugh about it, Angelo, but I'm literally just like when in 40 year old Virgin when he said I, I respect so I <laughs> he says I respect women so much. That I completely stay away from them. That is my strategy on life. I literally don't yeah. talk. Do you at the gym, we- I don't look at any women. I don't do, I respect women so much. I don't talk about them. I don't look at them. I don't do nothing. I keep my hands to myself. I'm just laser focused. That's how you much I respect women. You definitely keep
0: your hands on yourself. This is how respectful of women Jacob is. Before we went live, my kids came in here. And, Tip, and Tiffany goes, say hi to Uncle Jacob. And they're like, Jacob, hey, Jacob, school is tomorrow. Tomorrow's the first day of school. All excited. One of them tried to show you something. And he's like, I don't care, girls. It's bedtime. Go to bed.
1: Okay? I didn't say I didn't care. I said it's bedtime. Yes, you got did. Fucking, no, I didn't no. say I didn't care. I, I did not say I don't care. I would never say that. I said bedtime. Time to go to bed. I would not say. <laughs> but,
0: so the same so the same. Sorry thing.
1: that I'm trying to fucking run a podcast here, Angelo.
0: Oh, you're running it? You don't even know how to log into the website. (laughs) Should be. Next up. At UFC Vegas 78, we have Khalil Roundtree taking on Chris Dawkins. Khalil Roundtree, 11-5 overall. 3-2 in his last five. He is riding a three-fight win streak. He's taking on Chris Dawkins, 12-6 overall. 2-3 in his last five. Making his light heavyweight debut. I think these odds should be closer than they are, but it is what it is. Khalil Roundtree, this guy's a Muay Thai striker. He's a well-rounded guy, ton of power, super fast. He can knock anyone out on any day as long as he's the one dictating the pace. If he's coming forward, he does whatever he wants. Technical striker, lets legs up, lets his hands go. But he is a bit tricky because if he's backing up, he can struggle. If he's not dictating, he can have a little bit of a hard time. He is coming off that win over Dustin Jacoby where I think the judges got it wrong. I think Dustin won that fight. But Khalil did stay busy. He did have some nice kicks, some nice knees, and he did throw some power even though he was fully gassed in the second round. He's taking on Chris Dawkins, Chris Dawkus, former heavyweight, got knocked out three times in a row, and now he's down to light heavyweight trying to reinvent himself. He's got clean boxing, not not much else in striking, meaning he's not really a kickboxer. He's not going to light your legs up and stuff, but he's got clean box... Why are you making that face? Is that his face? He's not
1: making that nah, face. Yeah, clean boxing is like, if he had clean boxing, <laughs> we wouldn't no, have seen Chris, what we just saw. Chris, Chris, Chris Dawkins has... I I think he has clean I, uh, boxing only.
0: Not kickboxing. He got like outboxed
1: that, the last three fucking fights. Okay. But those are against high level people. You know? One was a fucking wrestler.
0: I think Chris Dawkins has some clean boxing. He's got a BJJ black belt. We've never seen him wrestle, so we don't know what that's going to look like. I imagine he's got some takedowns in him. And I imagine he's probably going to try to work some in, in this fight, right? Three knockout losses in a row. I am going to pick Khalil Roundtree here. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Chris Dawkins is not a wrestler. He doesn't try to lean on you. He doesn't try to wear you down. Him being bigger in this fight is not going to help him at all because he's not going to like lean on Khalil, weigh his arms down, slow him down, take the power away. He's not going to slow the pace. He's going to try to strike with a much faster striker. So Khalil can be gun-shy sometimes. He can be super tricky. I think Khalil's going to win this fight. I'm oh, not going to bet Khalil. on this fight.
1: Isn't it just Khalil? You said Khalil. Khalil. Yeah.
0: That's not L-E-E-L at the end? Khalil. Anyway, I think Khalil there you
1: go. is
0: going to get it done because he should be faster, like much, much, much faster. And I don't think I have to worry about his size because he doesn't use it very well. But I am going to stay away from this because we've had a few fights with Khalil where he should have won and then we were sort of let down. So I'm going to leave this fight alone. It is, this is a sneaky good fight. I'm actually very much looking forward to this. What do you think, Jakey boy? I <laughs> Wait, say that again? I think it's a good fight. I'm looking forward to it. You can be a hater. I, I just love the sport in its purest form, but go ahead. Uh,
1: yeah, back to uh, Chris Dawkus and what I see in Chris Dawkins is he, he is supposed to be this boxer. I mean, he was supposed to be the guy at heavyweight that came in. A little bit undersized, right? Because that's why he can make 205. I don't think there's going to be an issue with him making 205. I mean, he should be probably a natural 205er. But he was supposed to be that guy that was a little bit undersized, but he was going to beat people's speed, he was going to outbox people. But you, when you watch him, and two he he's, what, two and three in his last five. His two wins are against two 40-year-olds. So he finally got to a level of competition where he's fighting people that he should probably outbox. I mean, he should outbox Derrick Lewis. and Obviously, if you get caught by Derrick Lewis, it is what it is. Then you yeah. fight a guy like Curtis Blades. You should outbox Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades should have been – if Chris Dawkins is as good as he thinks he is, as good as people think he is, Curtis Blades should have been shooting takedowns inside of a minute – Two minutes. What did, what did Curtis Blades do? He fucking just outboxed this guy. I mean, he, he had him clipped and hurt like three times in the first round before finishing him in the second round. And then against Jarzinho, Jarzinho kind of just did what he did. I mean, you were kind of a Jarzinho hater coming into that. He kind of exposed <laughs> you in that breakdown. But I said that Jarzinho was going to come in and just absolutely smoke that guy. And Khalil has the exact same abilities in this fight. Khalil's a former 185er, which is crazy. Coming up, he's going to have the speed that he has is unreal. But the thing I want to highlight the most, is Khalil will get a little bit wild. You saw in the Dustin Jacoby fight, the reason why he was losing that fight, and I watched that fight back, he absolutely lost that fight. I I watched that fight back on Sunday, and I was like, holy shit, that was a bad bad fucking decision. But he was missing big early because he does kind of wind up. But as the fight went on, and as Dustin Jacoby turned from an elite kickboxer into just kind of a normal striker, got a little bit more lungy with his strikes and almost turned into a heavyweight striker. And the reason why I highlight that is as that as D- Dustin Jacoby was slowing down and getting more lungy, that's when Khalil was finding his power. That's when he was getting a little bit a little bit tighter with the shots and he started landing on Dustin. He was really landing some really good shots on Dustin. And I highlight that because Dustin in the 3rd round kind of became the striker that Chris Dawkins is. I mean, a decent boxing, but lungy and a little bit slower. And that's when Khalil was finding the range and was able to land that power, not against the speed. He's not going to have the speed of Dustin Jacoby. And what I want to highlight the most for Khalil is, this, I feel, is the exact same situation with Joe Pfeiffer and Gerald Mearshart. Going into that fight and during the live stream, I was just screaming at Joe, you don't need wild stuff. You don't need wild power to knock this guy out. Throw a fucking right hand straight down the pipe, and you will sit this guy down, and you will knock him out. What happened? The second right hand that he threw down the pipe, he knocked out Gerald Mirshard. This is the exact same thing for Khalil. He's going to have the speed. You don't need wild. You don't need to cock it back and throw. Just right down the pipe. Boom, and you can hurt this guy. He can get chin. So Khalil, please, nice and tight. Boom, boom, beat him with speed, and you can, you can easily knock this guy out. But it does worry me that Chris, bat Two Hundred Five. a five, after three straight knockouts, could maybe he just went all, said, fuck it. I'm not striking anymore. I am going to become a wrestler. And if he comes in, pace, pressure, all in on the wrestling, Khalil can get taken down. He can get worn down. So that does worry me just a little bit because we don't know what Chris is going to bring as far as a game plan at 205. But, I mean, Khalil should be able to handle this on the feet. No problems asked.
0: And he's a jiu-jitsu black belt.
1: Chris, man. Yes, it's yeah, very good. That's, like, what, that's what yeah. the dogsters are known for. Yeah, and they both think that yeah. they're strikers, and they both have paid heavily for thinking that they can box. It's so, crazy.
0: I—that's uh, I, why I said I'm staying away from this fight, though, because no, we just don't know. I, and I'm—I'm I'm actually looking forward to it, genuinely.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to. Oh,
0: I'm, going to I'm going to bed. We're going to bed.
1: fucking. That was exhausting. Listening me, yeah. to that
0: fuck. I, You went on for six minutes about oh, one guy's faster. I get it. Jesus Christ. Are you going to spend the $8,900 on your Fast King?
1: Yep. Hopefully that answer was quick, you know. <laughs> That's exactly what I was looking for. Sorry for, for now fucking here, breaking down a fight. Here's a 3 all, all of, By the way, that was six and a half, seven, eight minutes. I got nothing in front of me. All I'm looking at is wow. the chat and pictures. It's crazy.
0: Pictures of you what? You couldn't
1: even write a script for fucking six minutes. What's it say next? Okay. Yeah, what does it say next?
0: make fun of his fake teeth and see how he reacts jacob has fake teeth desperation that's what it said those are the notes those are
1: not a good look for you but i'm not (laughs) gonna rub it in i'm not gonna rub it in well we can't all
0: have it's not a good look because this is what i've been stuck with for 30 years 40 years you just it's, it's so. It literally is like, so weird well, that you literally. Have, it
1: literally is so weird that you have this like angle because nobody believes you. It's it's, it's different. Like I, when I say show stuff, them, show them your teeth when, when and say their When not I fake. say stuff, show the
0: teeth and say they're. When not When I say stuff, show it's actually teeth. believable. That's what I say. Uh, like when you come teeth.
1: in slurring your words okay. and you, you you just can't <laughs> you can't put the bottle down. People are like, oh, that show makes sense.
0: The teeth. Show them.
1: My teeth. Show them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just do a nice little close up, and then we'll see that they're look, not. I can
1: do it like this now. Look, look at this, with this camera. Yeah, yeah. Look, no they're no actually cr- look, look. Yeah. Hold on, you can see my retainer. <laughs> Nerd. Look. Yeah. Okay.
0: Jesus Christ. Welcome to the POV of some dude on grinder. All right, sit back down so we can get this done.
1: Should I do it like this the whole time? that's <laughs> super super zoomed in Damn, you, tell, you secretly timed that dude out too I see that
0: cause you see he was making fun of me candidly, like being proud of our graphics get the fuck out of here yeah I'm proud of these graphics you fucking dope bitch your fat fuck dog's eating again H- whole mood shifted dude change the camera it's too what? close it's, it's, huh? creepy. it's creepy you're the one, one that said it
1: you wanted it here we are alright alright But don't, but don't
0: run around, don't run around being like, oh, nobody thinks they're fake. They're fake, and people can tell they're fake.
1: Like I don't know why you. It's I literally just showed my bottom retainer. Your whole, you're you're still sticking to this theory, which is like almost pathetic. I literally just showed the bottom. You don't have a fucking retainer if your teeth are fucking fake. Holy, I don't know. I
0: don't have fake teeth. But I know so you're you and still, I talked the, about it. part you, you, you just like, got exposed. Weird. No, excuse okay. me, sir. You just exposed got exposed
1: and you're still going to try and okay. stick with this for weeks to come because that's all you got.
0: <laughs> yeah, Sure. I don't have the short thing. I don't have the ginger thing. I don't have the poor thing. Which is apartment all fake thing, again. The single thing. My favorite part of your live stream, and this is, I'm not even being a dick. I was cracking up laughing. To, uh, can you zoot yet? Yeah, thank you. Oh. My favorite <laughs> No. no. <laughs> See? I'll do just it on my like own a, time. Just a spike. <laughs> exactly. My favorite thing about your Saturday live stream was when you were like making fun of the chat and you're like, oh, who am I kidding? You guys don't have girlfriends. You're all just sitting alone in your apartments Meanwhile, you were literally alone in your apartment with no girlfriend. I was cracking up laughing. Yeah, I'm sorry that
1: I make those sacrifices for the stream and for the channel. <laughs> That's let what me it just is. let me just first of all apologize, Angelo, for sacrificing my entire personal life to benefit this fucking channel and and, and for the chat. Yeah, let me let me be like real. That's what oh it my is. god, you're trying to make me feel bad because I I've sacrificed my life to entertain these beautiful people. That's the difference between us. <laughs> That's
0: I am not willing to make those sacrifices. Next up at UFC Vegas, 78, we have Cub Swanson taking on Hakeem Dawadu. Cub Swanson, 18 and 20, 18, 28 and 13. Three and two in his last five. He's coming off that loss to Jonathan Martinez. He's taking on Hakeem Dawadu, 13 and three overall. Three and two in his last five. He's coming off the loss to Julian Arosa. Cub Swanson, we should all know who he is by now. This guy has been around for 20-something years. He's going to come forward. He's a fun, creative, technical-ish striker. He's insanely tough, and he's going to work in takedowns. This guy has been around for 100 years, training at Jackson Wing forever. He's good at all the things. He's insanely tough. He has no quitting him whatsoever, but he is old. He is old. He's starting to fade out, and that's just what happens, right? He's been fighting for 20-something. 20-something. And I'm not... Yeah, no shit. All professional athletes are and or should be younger than me. Every single one of them. I
1: don't have to get so defensive about it. I just
0: It's a weird statement to make, Jacob. Okay. Tried and true vet. Super, super insanely tough, but he is coming off of that TKO loss to Jonathan Martinez where it was evident how tough he was, right? His legs took an absolute beating, but he still worked in a takedown. He still showed that he's got some other tricks up his sleeve, and he's not just going to hang out striking. He's taking out Hakeem Dawadu. Hakeem Dawadu is a high level striker. He throws everything with power. He sets a nice pressure and pace. He manages to have excellent counter punches while marching forward. He will walk forward. He's going to throw leg kicks. He's going to throw straights. He's going to fire back. He dips his head, and then he just throws again. He's incredibly technical. He does have real power, but he's coming off that loss to Julian Rosa, where he was taken down twice. And he gave up almost a full round of control time. Hakeem Dawudu should win this fight. He should be younger, faster, hit harder. That should be all the things. But Cub Swanson still has those tools. He still has those tools. He can still work in some takedowns, still sneak something out, still try to make something happen. And Cub Swanson can win this fight the exact same way Julian Rosa just did. And we've seen Julian Rosa get folded a few times. So it's not as if uh, you know. Julian Arosa is this iron chin beast that withstood the Hakeem Dawoodu storm. So I do think Hakeem wins this fight. I'm not betting. I'm not touching this line because Cub Swanson's the exact type of old tough veteran that'll just work in some takedowns and sneak out a close win. What do you think, Jakey Boy?
1: Yeah, let me start off by saying that I am biased when it comes to this fight because everyone knows my love for Ryan Hall and the manly he-boss and all these different fighters, but it really was... Cub Swanson was my day one. Everyone's got their their favorite fighter, their first fighter, the the fighter that really jumped out that made them really love the UFC. One of the first fights I ever watched was one of Cub Swanson fights, um, and, and I just fell in love with this dude. I mean, he is just so much fun. He's so tough, and he's just he'll, he's just willing to put himself out there to win fights and to be entertaining. And I, I just always had this special place in my heart for Cub Swanson. And with that said, I think that this is a winnable fight for, fight for him. I I don't think that he's going to My pick is going to be Hakeem, but he can't win this fight. Hakeem came in against Julian Rosa. I don't even know how he's going to make make weight. I mean, he missed weight by four or five pounds against Julian Rosa, and even with that extra weight, he was dropped, I think, two or three times in the first round of that fight, almost put out completing. I mean, that was a bad (laughs) first round. He was able to come back, work through it, and you see when he is good, he is very good. I mean, he is a high-level striker. When he is throwing combinations and he is looking good in the pocket, he is a fantastic— he, he When he looks good, he looks like he can be champion level good. I mean, that's how good this guy's striking is. But, I mean, now, I, is he going to make featherweight? And if he was already getting chinned with that extra 4 or 5 pounds, what's he going to look like all the way down at 146 coming into this fight? The issue is— And the reason why I even put money on Hakeem, and it's one of those bets that I I, I would love to lose that bet because I would love for Cub Swanson to win this fight, is I just feel like Cub has lost that pop. That that speed, that, that 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 extra edge, and I think there's there's moments where he can kind of turn that on, but the one shot turning it on with the one powerful shot, you saw that against uh, Jonathan Martinez. He came in the second round and and said, "I need to pick up the intensity. My legs fucked. I need to lay on a power shot and try to get this guy out of here." And it was at one thirty-five, so it's a little bit different, but it just he just doesn't seem to have that same explosion, that same power in his hands, and without that. I don't see him kind of wearing down and beating a guy like Hakeem. You mentioned the wrestling. Maybe this is the fight. I'm 39 years old. I do have. And he mentioned going into that John Martinez fight that he wanted to show off. I'm a black belt. I'm a high level black belt. I want to show off my grappling. If he brings that in, you know, maybe that's a path for him. But Hakeem's such a high level guy that, you know, I, unfortunately, I, I got to pick Hakeem. I put money on Hakeem. But I think this is a winnable fight for Cub. I just, it, it, it's such a hail mary play. I, I feel bad. Um, Cubs always gonna be my dude. I hope I lose that bet. I'm gonna be rooting for him on Saturday. Um, but I just don't think he has it anymore, man. It's always gonna be tough though.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, the takedowns are why I'm like uh, it's possible. We just saw Julian Rosa do it, and Julian Rosa we've also seen get knocked out recently. So meaning, you know a. Uh, Chinny-ish kind of guy just squeaked out a win against Hakeem. But Hakeem's fast, jacked, hits hard. And as you mentioned, Cub to sort of losing a beat. And that's not a jab. That, that's life, man. Not, I'm just a little slower today than I was yesterday. You know what I mean?
1: I keep getting better. It's crazy for me, though.
0: Yeah, no, you definitely.
1: I definitely get a lot better looking. Bigger, thicker, girthier.
0: The whole thing. Not hairy, though. I keep it trimmed. Alright. Um we want picks.com click become a member unlock all the things including the DraftKings analysis which I haven't read yet. I don't write it. We have somebody that writes it. I don't know where they landed on this fight. Frankly, if you think Dawadu is going to get the finish, get the knockout, you know, going to touch up Cub Swanson and then get it done. He's probably worth the 9000 cuz Cub is the exact kind of tough guy that can let it go a little longer and let you get your volume up. But Dawudu might also be a fade here because, without the takedowns, you're really relying on a knockout, and you know that may not come. Cub Swanson was TKO'd in his last fight because of his lick.
1: Well, he not was be,
0: not because he was one punch knocked
1: out. He was dropped in the first and nearly finished. I mean, he was chinned in the first, but, but again, that was at finished. 135. Yeah, yes. but that was I think the bell saved. If I I'm trying to remember, I think the round might have saved him there.
0: Yeah, and and but even when he uh, when what's his name finished him. Similar type of thing.
1: Giga, lever kick. Yeah, it happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. But meaning, yes, there's two finishes recently, but he's not just bang no chin. You can't say he's got no chin. But he was
1: he was chin last fight, and he stood up.
0: He was still there, moving forward, shooting takedowns, which he got. It'll be interesting. I'm probably not gonna touch it with DraftKings, but I get it. If you're on the Dawadu side, I get it. You're betting against 39 year old man. Next up at UFC Vegas 78, we have the main event of the evening. We have Vicente Luque taking on Rafael Dos Años. Vicente Luque is 21 and 9 overall. He's 3 and 2 in his last five. He is riding a two fight skid. He's taking on Rafael Dos Años. This guy is 32 and 14. He's 3 and 2 in his last five. And he's coming off that submission win over Brian barbarena Vicente Luque. At one point in time, was like everybody's favorite guy. The next guy, he's gonna be the champ. Vicente Luque is the best. Vicente Luque is gonna get it done, and he does have a whole wide array of skills. We have a way. This is why people think I have a lisp. A wide. I think array. you have a
1: lisp? That's one of those things. It's like you say, oh, you have fake teeth, but you actually have a lisp.
0: Okay. Sure. The <laughs> odds, the play odds play. of me
1: having the a lisp odds of and you me having, having t- a lisp. The odds of me having <laughs> a lisp. You definitely oh, want to do it there. <laughs>
0: spreading to so my
1: tongue. The to odds of me having a lisp. is.
0: <laughs> anyway, Vicente Luque has skills everywhere. He can grapple. He can strike. He's knocking people out with like nice solid accuracy, good footwork, nice kicks, and he's catching people in scrambles and scooping up submissions. He has a 61% takedown defense overall. But if you remove the Bilal Muhammad fight where he was taken down five times, Vicente Luque has only been taken down five times in 14 fights since 2017. So is a really well-rounded guy, bit exposed in his last two fights, including the Jeff Neal fight where he lost that first round, he lost the second round, and then he was rocked and finished in the third round and famously a brain bleed, and now he's back. I, we'll talk about the brain bleed thing in a second. I don't think it matters during the fight, certainly after the fight. He might be in a wheelchair in 10 years, but inside the fight itself, it's not like his brain's just gonna ooze out of his ears and that's it. So I'm not worried about that. He's taking on Rafael Dos Años. This guy's the former lightweight champion of the world. Some of the people that showed up to UFC during the COVID era might not realize how accomplished this man is. He's fought everybody. He's done everything. Uh, and yes, he is a little older, but he's not a guy that's taken a ton of damage. He's a really tough guy. He's gonna come forward. And he started his career as a grappler. He still is a grappler, but he really put together some solid striking over time as well. And there are some recent fights in the last year and a half or so where, you see that striking. You see how clean it is. You see the technique. But he's still going to be come forward, wrestle, jujitsu at heart. He's coming off the uh, win over Brian Barbarena. Before that, he lost to Fizaev or Fiziv. But he did have some success in that fight. And then before that, he beat Moicano, who, mm. you know, Moicano was another guy that people were like, oh, this guy's a killer. Uh, and then Rafael well, Stotanos.
1: That was like two days notice, 48-hour notice or something. Five I round get fight. it. I get it. And he just wrestled him. I mean, he just laid on him. So let's pump the brakes on that. And
0: that's what I think is going to happen in this fight. Bilal Muhammad gave you the roadmap to how to win this fight. Just take Vicente Luque down and you're fine. If you take him down, that's it. You're good the reason he submitted michael kiesa is because michael kiesa didn't just take him down and hang out michael kiesa was chasing trying to find stuff was way too heavy on top slid over got submitted if michael kiesa just settled in and relaxed he was winning that fight was going to win the fight i think Rafael dos años wins this fight because he's also a very high level bjj guy and i think he'll come forward get the takedowns and settle in he's not gonna chase he's not gonna get wild he's not gonna get overzealous plenty of five-round experience He's not, you know, the most active guy in the last couple of years. But I think Dos Anjos wins brain bleed point very, very quickly. Everybody's gonna talk. Oh, I'll take the guy who didn't have the brain bleed. Obviously, that's a first of all. That's a terrifying injury. And he's been cleared. I get it. No, no, no. no. That's where I'm going. That's like it's breaking ter- your
1: arm and then your arm heals. It's good. You're yeah. good to go. No, it's, a it's terrifying just a brain injury. You don't have Terri- one. Terrifying you seem to be injury. Through okay.
0: Glad uh, all is well for him. It's kind of sad that. You know, a high-level, ranked-in-the-world professional athlete didn't make enough money to be like, eh, I'm done, right? Like, I made enough. Not, You know, he's got to still do this. That kind of sucks, and that's just the sport that we're in. But I don't think it matters for this fight. Like, it's I don't think it's a factor inside of the fight at all. So, you know, people love throwing that out as a narrative. I don't think it matters one bit. But Rafael Dos Anjos by wet blanket. This this could look exactly like Corey Sanhagen versus Damn Robert. it! That's what this could look like. Is that what you were going to say?
1: <laughs> that's what I said. I mean, that's what I said in my quick pick video, too, uh, that, I'm, that I'm actually scared for the viewership that this literally could look like. And I was, like, praying to God that it's not going to look like that. And I don't think it is. You know, I, I think the, the path to the victory for RDA, it needs to look like that because Vicente is a – I think Vicente is a better fighter than a more dangerous fighter. But yes. but if RDA is able to get the, get the takedowns lay on him, it is what it is. And I, If this was before the Jeff Neal fight, I would feel very confident in Vicente. But I think that obviously the brain bleeding is just a symptom of, dude, Vicente's been beat down and beat down, (laughs) and he was known as a guy that you can't knock out. And he doesn't really move his head, and he keeps marching forward, and he takes beating after beating, and he finds those finishes. And finally, Jeff Neal was just able to just beat him down so much that his his brain just gave up on it. He's like, I can't take this anymore, and he got knocked out for the first time. And it's like all those beatings. Can he recover? Is it going to turn into, oh my god, now this guy's getting knocked out like crazy because all these beatings have finally caught up to him. So we're going to find out, I think pretty quickly, because he's going to be in, in, in RDA's face. RDA, as you mentioned, is a capable striker. He can land some shocks. I think we're going to find out very quickly if Vicente's good to go. (laughs) <laughs> or, or if he's, he's going to get dropped. If he's good to go, I think he can win this fight. I think he can withstand the takedowns. If he gets taken down, I think he can get, he can get back to his feet. I believe he's a better fighter. He's still a young guy, surprisingly, for all these fights that he's been in. And it's that left hook. I mean, his left hook is a, is a powerhouse of a shot. That's what he knocked out Blaw with. He almost was getting Blaw in that last he, fight. Um, wait, What? That was a rematch. He knocked out Blaw before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just making sure. It's number it's So like he knocked it. Anyway, the- so he knocked out okay. Blaw. Then he came back. He tried to land that same shot. He was landing it. Blaw was eating it a little bit better. But that's what Fizayev knocked out RDA with. And it's it's kind of hard to play that copy and paste man. game. Man. But it is the same shot. I mean, it took five rounds to do it. But we got a five round fight here. Eventually he landed. So it's not like RDA can't get knocked out too. Vicente, if he, I mean, he's a finisher, man. 21 wins, 18 finishes. The guy knows how to find finishes and i think he can find a finish here if he's still the same vicente if it's you know he comes in and starts getting chin and stuff it is what it is but i'm not that confident in, in putting money on either one of these guys but i mm-hmm. understand the say that's what i'm saying i understand the safe play in rda because the wrestling but uh my pick is gonna be vicente i think he's a better fighter and until he he shows me that he is kind of completely broken from all the damage i gotta stick with him but i'm not putting money on him for live stream i will but not for premium or anything like that so
0: yeah, I did throw down a little bit of money on Rafael Dosanos. I got him at minus 120. He's now minus 130. Um, you know, we'll see what that line does throughout the week. We'll see what happens at weigh ins because Rafael Dosanos is going to be the smaller guy here. He's the former lightweight champion. This is a welterweight fight. He's moving up. Iev, a lightweight. Moicano, a lightweight. Like, you know, we have uh, Dosanos moving up here. So we'll see. He's probably going to be smaller. He's. Sort of a big-ish guy, so I don't think it'll be too bad, but... Oh, and also...
1: Go ahead. No. No, go ahead. I, I, I Sometimes you... Actually, I kind of want to go. (laughs) So what we have to take in consideration here, back-to-back, the co-main and the main, you see it right here, and what happened last week. Guys, luckily the week last week was not my fault because Alexa had a mustache, and if you guys watch the live streams, we know about the mustache curse. Anybody that's clean-shaven with a mustache, as you see RDA here... It, it, they've never won in the UFC. You can look at those stats and you can bring up fake stats that you want. They've never won. If somebody has a mustache, if RDA he comes in, fight. huh? He won his last fight? That's what I'm saying with the fake stats. So if RDA comes in this, this week with the mustache, it's an automatic fade cub, the same way cub with the mustache is losing. There's a few people here. Just, just pay attention to that. That's the most important thing you can pay attention to. Not anything else.
0: I'm so glad I was interrupted for that. Um, DraftKings, this is a pick your side, in my opinion. If uh, you think RDA, you're with me. You think RDA is going to get all the takedowns and win this fight? I mean, Corey Scanhagen, I think broke a record for Corey both Stein, number Stein, of Stein. points. Is that Lisp? <laughs> First of all, that's not a list, but listen, Corey Scanhagen. I don't have issues with S's. S's. First of all, I do have Tourette's. So
1: cool. And I'm a that. cancer survivor. It's let's, that. Let's you want to play that game? I'm a Black Widow bite survivor. Well, remember boy, when, we remember when Hurricane Irma came through? Remember filth, when... You wouldn't have spiders when, running around. That was in Florida. We lived bastard. in the same neighborhood. <laughs> fucking idiot. I haven't... Yeah, and you lived in statement. filth and I didn't. I somehow wasn't... We were bit next door an neighbors, animal. Angelo. Um, and, oh, and so
0: sometimes you can't live next to somebody with some And, and, and what inside. I want to
1: get to as well is, is uh, when Hurricane Irma came through, one of us stayed, protected their family, and the other person fled. With wonder, their family to protect them. Wonder, wonder which was which. Yeah, I. So we can keep comparing if you want. You ever? But you're gonna lose this dick measuring contest ten out of ten times. I
0: carried, times. I carried my wife and child out like this. Carried
1: them. You were gone the week before. Hey, can you check on no, my yeah. house? Hey, hopefully it's not everything. All good. Can you go check on my house? Can you go check on my house? I drove to Georgia
0: with the dog, the wife, and the kid. She took a flight out. I stayed in Georgia with the dog at a at an old friend's house. And uh, she flew first class with the baby.
1: I so. just sat there with three or four days with no power, sleeping. My <laughs> fucking condo was literally 90 degrees. It sucks for you, man. Whose fault is that? The, scre- hey, two- the scariest thing about it was. Cause I, it was like at night, it was so hot. I put, I slept downstairs. I pushed the couch against the windows. The windows were open to try to get some airflow. And laying there, and I would wake up because you'd always, cause Florida's, there's stuff every, there's creatures everywhere, and you'd hear them running through the bushes <laughs> all night. And allzers blocking me as a screen. I'd be laying there like, oh shit, it could be anything. It could be an alligator. It could be a bear. It could be a, a pig. There's crazy stuff in Florida.
0: There were alligators and pigs all over that neighborhood.
1: Right um look at one sarcastic.
0: of them right there yeah as you motherf- I, was, I, see i was <laughs> trying to be nice um Point anyway close.
1: what nothing just hanging around <laughs> just hanging
0: around oh beetlejuice anyway $8,200 in DraftKings for Rafael Dos Años. I will probably spend that because the takedowns, the control time, Corey Sanhagen scored 11 million points. And if this is anything like that, that should go well. But if you're on the Vicente side, dude doesn't win decisions, especially not five-rounders. This is what he does. He gets finishes, and he could score really well for you. Um, I don't think he's going to be like Fiziev live for a fifth-round-type finish, but you never know. Any last words for the people, Bluats?
1: Lock of the week video tomorrow should be, uh, get us back on track. We're going for three out of four weeks when we win this week. And it's going to be I
0: love the needle move. Nice job.
1: And we got a special one this week. I mean, this one is like, a, what, it, what it, the fuck is so funny? Cause I'd love to know. I'd love to know. Cause I think you're the only one laughing here.
0: We are going for three in a row and then just clip three out of four weeks.
1: Sorry for, I mean, stating facts. I mean, I man. don't know what you want from me. I'm not lying about anything. No, nobody loves we doing that more than and me, It'll be three or four weeks. that more And I, I got a special one this run. week. It is going to be a fire and brimstone one. And make sure you check out Saturday's live stream because it's going to be – I promise it's like a week is going to be a fun one.
0: What's a fire and brimstone? I don't get it.
1: You ever heard that phrase, go through fire and brimstone?
0: No. Is that like from a – fucking nerd board game where
1: you paint the pieces i think it's probably from the bible (laughs) (laughs) so
0: so yes
1: (laughs) fire and brimstone origination origin i think it might be yeah it's the old testament it's in genesis 19 god destroys sodom and gomorrah with rain of fire and brimstone stupid well there you go
0: there it is oh sorry god (laughs) so, yeah. <laughs> well, you definitely pissed that guy off. Skin cancer, the height thing, Sorry, the because I survived
1: thing. a Black Widow bite, I survived a, a hurricane, I survived. Why do you cancer. keep having to survive? I survive. am a three time COVID survivor. Why do you keep? Why is he keep? Oh, uh, because shit at he you? gives his toughest test to his strongest soldiers, Angelo. <laughs> you Stupid fuck! Look at me. He's keep throwing shit at me, toughening me up, ready for this fucking war. Oh, Fire and brimstone. That's what he's throwing at me. I'm coming through. All right.
0: Well, this is gonna be a hard pivot. If you guys want 50 bucks, I will send you 50 bucks. We want picks.com slash bet sign up with any one of our betting partners, and I will send you $50 as a thank you. Use our link, it's an affiliate link. We get paid. I slice off a piece of that like that. Cancer cut out of this fucking loser's face and I give you 50 bucks. We want picks.com slash bets, sign up, make a deposit. I'll send you 50 bucks. Premium is more than just copy paste bets. It's more than some discord channels. We have courses, a full DraftKings course gonna walk you through how to play DraftKings, how much money you should be spending, what type of entries you should make, and all of that for DraftKings fantasy. You're also gonna get the line movement tracker, the detailed data metrics and analytics, and the couple of handsoms also, breaking down fights, giving you picks. Artem does far more than just UFC. You're going to get Bellator, PFL. You're going to get Contender Series. All that stuff from Artem. So make sure you check out his page. And he has been picking UFC fights at a 69% clip, guys. Thanks for everything. Like the stream. Do all the things. We want picks.com. Click become a member.